Ready. <coughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> what is it, episode six? Five. 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 And today five you are half. Five times. Five time. Five One, two, three, four, five. Five time. WCW champion. <laughs> <laughs> got half, halfway brown in the house, man. That's it, bro. That's it. Well, a couple, a couple of my friends were like, "You should paint him these because uh, they're hilarious. They loved it." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're mine. They're they're mine. Like, That's the brown and brown combo. There you go, brown, brown. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah, you, bro. You had a. You said to me yesterday, "We got a special guest coming oh, yeah. on today." <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, the special guest didn't pan out. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that he'll definitely be on in a future episode for oh, sure but uh the special guest was actually supposed to be your brother Sam, <laughs> yes right so so <laughs> I, 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 let, I, I daggle that carrot to say we've got a special guest but um yeah he unfortunately couldn't make it and uh the reason why he was supposed to be on was because we're talking we were talking yesterday we had a, a, like a client call kind of thing just catching up mm. and then we started talking about training we started talking about the whole covid situation and and how uh how the world's kind of reacting to it and it was really interesting man his take his take was was like our take but yeah, yeah. with his with his spin on it which is mm. uh, which I, I valued so much i was like bro you got to come on the podcast and chat this to the chat this to the world uh yeah. or chat, chat this to the philippines anyway <laughs> <laughs> yes i was listening to the philippines we love you man thank you love you we thank you yeah keep pulling out content for you for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. So he, he was just get in touch about, with us as well. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, give give us feedback. We want we want to know if we're, if we're if we're on the right track with this. If you're enjoying it, um, exactly. Yeah. So he he was just saying about how uh, like this is such a missed opportunity for the government, especially in this country, and it's 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 weird because there's so many times where they could have handled this differently and seen the opportunity to like reintegrate people back into society slowly um manage it in terms of like certain businesses who are being responsible at this time can still operate so they can still make them they can still kind of do their thing and they can keep the economy keep the economy in a place where it's healthy-ish um do the best with the bad situation basically and um he was just talking about how like it's just a shit show like not not to be not to be negative and like overly negative but when something can be handled better I don't think it's the right thing, and he was saying the same thing. Yesterday. I don't think it's it's definitely not the right thing just to kind of modi modi coddle yourself and say, "Oh, I'm doing the best I can." It's like, but we can do better. You know what I mean, mm. like, that's uh, that's in essence what he was saying, and I couldn't agree. I couldn't have agreed with him more. So mm. I just thought I'm going to try and have him on, but anyway, he'll definitely come on another time. Hopefully, hopefully next yeah. week while we're still kind of in this lockdown period, um, yeah, yeah. we can kind of just talk about talk about the whole thing from his perspective. Obviously, he's a, he's a business owner, how he's been mm. affected. I think that'll be a cool uh, a cool take to have. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, him and Chad. I mean, they're just a couple of interesting cats. I mean, besides being my brother, <laughs> and uh, and being uh, in, in that relationship, it's just uh, they're just a couple of interesting cats as well, with uh, very very intelligent heads screwed on. Um, and given the line of work that they're in, and the fact that they're still going when the couple of the few of the places that they um, uh, uh, provide business for, they just had to. They just basically went under pretty much straight away. So it's like they managed to hustle and keep things going, and like you know, that's uh, that's a sign of like a good operation. And hopefully, you know, long may that continue for them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been sick. I would have loved to have spoken to him. I did speak to him a little bit about some of the stuff because you guys caught up about training. We hadn't caught up for a, for a little while as well, so we actually got face to face time as well. So that was really good. I was really really happy. We've managed to chat for a while. 
And um, yeah, just like that overwhelming mood of um, nihilism is uh, is what he thought was going on. I'd probably express that to you as well. Mm-hmm. We, we touched on it last podcast as well, didn't we? What was he, what was mm-hmm. he saying to you? Oh, it was just, um, it's like one of the feelings that he's getting is basically, is like this nihilistic sense from people, right? Is um, is if we're going to, if we're going to sum it up into anything, because we've talked about how essentially we're always about how are you going to come through anything feeling better off? And, um, and one of the things that, um, one of the stats that happened that went sh- shooting up, but like everything's going down. So economy's going down, like productivity's going down. I forget unemployment going up, but there, one of the stats was uh, alcohol sales have just gone through the roof as well. Right. So, um, that's suggestive of, uh, like what, what's happening is like, is that so if we're panic buying it, then does it, are our priorities out of whack? <laughs> you know, that's a question. And then, uh, but if we're buying more and more alcohol as time goes on, then is that our coping mechanism? That's, mm. uh, that's the question. And then if that's the case, then, you know, evaluate that because how's that, how's that genuinely helping you out? You know, is um, in the long term because it's mm. what we said last time as well is like, you get the opportunity to turn inwards and there's that meme going around. It's like, now nah, I'd rather fucking bake bread. You know, I'd rather learn how to bake bread from scratch because I don't want to think about what's going on inside. And, and that's cool, but it's like, how are you going to come out of this better on the other end? You know, and yeah, that's man. the, that's the, that's the tricky part about it. And that's what, that's where the nihilism comes into it is like, if this is how you're dealing with stuff and it's basically suggesting that you don't see yourself having, you don't see a good future for yourself, right? Is like, that's essentially what it's indicative of as well. Is like, um, so there's, uh, there's questions for me that I feel like there's questions to be asked there is, um, mm. if that's, if that's the route you want to take to deal with stuff, is there, can you, would you, uh, it'd be worth asking yourself, is there a better way? Is there a better way I could deal with this so that I actually come out better? Mm-hmm. This is, this is this is interesting in so many, places you can go with that i mean like you're talking about the alcohol consumption but yesterday um i dropped off tj and uh kfc was open and right. there, there was actually two people in the car park directing traffic at kfc that's how rammed that place was it was wow. so busy dude it was so busy there was there was like a like a guy who would you know those guys that stand at the airport doing this shit like, yeah, yeah, they had, they had <laughs> traffic controllers. Yeah, like KFC, like Kentucky Fried Chicken traffic controllers, right? Like, what That's the hell? Man. This is absolutely ridiculous. Because again, like you're saying, like people, people's priorities are just let me just have find comfort. Please give me the comfort because I can't take mm. the stress anymore. Mm. In whatever way that comes, like give me a family bucket for one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's 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 like no man, please like don't because literally there's 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 that KFC. And there's there's a couple of gyms in that area, and obviously those gyms are always going to be they're closed right now. But what's wrong with opening those gyms up? And this is TJ post about it on his Instagram. Uh, follow TJ Singh. It's uh, it's, yeah, cool. Yeah, TJ Singh, eighteen oh three, I think, on Instagram. Yeah, he posts something. He posts that um, uh, basically just talking about this, like KFC bucket on one side, and, and him training, and uh, him training at Hardy Wallhead uh, MMA which is where we trade in Leicester on the other side. And he was basically just saying like, that's, that's people's priorities right now. Like why, why can't the government look at this and say, look, you've opened fast food chains. And the reason you've opened them is, is clear. Like people want to go and enjoy fast food things. Cool. 
But at the same time, surely we should have some things in place for these businesses to say, you can open too, but maybe it's it's with reduced reduced hours, maybe it's with reduced entrance occupancy, maybe it's like whatever you'd, what, however many clients you would have serviced in a week, you can now service that in a month. You know what I mean? Just like something, mm. something to say to like just reduce capacity, but you can operate, you know what I mean? And, and mm. in doing that, you're just, you're just moving people out of this phase, but yeah. instead they've just like shut everything down, which, which is, makes people uh, freak out even more. And then when, when mm. something's open, you see how that people just flood to these things that, because they've got no other options. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. no, true, man. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you reduce your options and then you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to max out on this one. It's kind of um, not, yeah, it's not ideal. It's so tricky as well because I think, um, I mean, I, like I generally just don't care about politics of stuff. Mm. It's just, um, it is, it's like pro wrestling in a way. <laughs> it's, uh, I got that because I started thinking about it from that context with um, when Eric Weinstein was on Joe Rogan's podcast, the recent time, recent one. And he was basically talking about kayfabe, you know, like that wall between audience and the wrestlers. And everybody knows that is fake, but everybody continues to perpetuate it anyway. Yeah. Audience knows it's fake. Actors know it's fake, but buy into it as if it's real. And um, and then if you break that wall, then you're breaking kayfabe basically, and um, and so Weinstein was making a point like you know that's a kind of I think he was saying that this is a model of thinking that we need to get to grips with f for the f for the future because that's basically what's happening with politics as well. Like especially in the states, you got someone like Donald Trump who's basically the the heel, and uh, everybody wants to hate on him, even if he says something that isn't ridiculous. Everybody's like, "This is ridiculous," right? Um, so uh, there's that character that everybody wants to hate, and this is basically how I see politics playing out. I've just kind of he's articulated for me, and I've like I never really thought about it. I was just like, I just don't care because there's just so much pantomime here, and. Um, and then so having the way he's uh, put it in those words and I was like, yeah, it is like fucking pro wrestling. You know, there is that, there is that um, element that we all buy into it, even if we think it's fake. So forgetting about all the kind of politics of it all, it's just like one giant experiment and giant shit of unintended consequences coming out off the back of that is like especially if you don't implement anything well if you don't have a good plan of action even if the course of action is continuously moving it's like understanding it's it's almost like as if um that first that first hurdle of thinking is the only one that's being crossed and then it's like all right well i've got 110 meter hurdle race i'm going to cross that first hurdle and it's not even like i'm going to um figure out uh, it's like you're just going to ram into the second hurdle it's not even like you're going to try and figure out how to jump over that next hurdle mm. so it's just um it's it's creating problems of problems as well and like you know the it's other problem really being much. that uh, yeah the other problem being that unemployment is um increases more, when unemployment rises mortality uh rises as well and mm. uh, so it's like how do we go on lockdown from unemployment <laughs> Right it's, like, it's, it's just it's um nuts. yeah it's just more like uh there's th those unintended consequences that uh you know probably didn't foresee but there's uh, it's just so freaking complicated it's such a complex mm. to try and deal with but um but i reckon as you say there's uh, priorities you can as an individual realign yourself with uh how to prioritize a, a good life basically during mm -hmm. 
during this time or like you know hustle to try and make sure that you in the future if anything uh, even remotely like this happens again that you're at least a little bit prepared um yeah, yeah. you need to be whether so it's right. financial, whether that's having the right people around you or uh, approaching it mentally in the right kind of way mm. that's that's like uh you can take it like what you're saying there is taking it subjectively like objectively like i i will deal with this how i will deal with this and mm. then whatever's happening on that side of the world in terms of the government in terms of how mm. the, the kind of the, the rigmarole that they're playing they can carry on playing that game but me mm. i need to be uh, the owner of this i need to be the owner of myself you know what i mean like as long as i'm doing that like then it's almost like i don't put any weight on the system like the same way we talk about staying yes. healthy being immune compromised puts the weight on the nhs and it's like mm -hmm. that puts the weight on on uh, doctors and nurses and, and people around them and you know all this stuff where they don't need us they don't you don't need me to be sick right now so i'm going to do all my mm -hmm. i'm going to do my part as a human as a, as a uk citizen right now to look yeah. after myself look after people around me obviously we work in the health profession so hopefully i think we have a wider reach than somebody else can have but yeah that's the response to that kind of falls on me right now. And we know with, with in, in line with what you just said about the government not going about this with the whole picture in perspective is that I know the consequence of what well, I, I know the, the end goal, the end goal is to stay fit, to move forward and to like align with who I need to be as a person to stay healthy and mm -hmm. fit and productive and, and well-meaning and, and moving people around me forward. Right. But yeah. what's the end goal for the government? Like sometimes you feel like because there is seemingly ulterior motive, motives at heart, there's like yeah. one, there's like one um, uh, agenda over here, and there's this another agenda over here. So and, and that that's the pull you always get, and that's where you always feel like there's ne there's never really like a a full answer. That that's the thing yeah. with politicians, right? You always feel like you get a half baked answer, half baked question. Mm -hmm. No one's really like get into the root of the problem no one's really like sticking your finger in your chest and saying like tell me what time it is like i need to know yeah. this right because they're always so split in their in their answers mm -hmm. um and and that that's the root that's the the root is no one really knows <clears throat> where we're going where we're heading and because that's that's the uh the end like we don't know the means to get there does that make sense mm -hmm. like if, if we knew the clear defined goal and like there's something that you talked to me about this this week talking about like kind of clients mm -hmm. of defining the end for them and that's the product that you're kind of buying into when you vote for a government they promise all this stuff but then there's no clear defined method to get there there's no clear yep. kind of end and even now I don't, i've not really heard that talked about too much I'm, again like yourself i don't follow politics but i do think it's something that we should actively kind of have an understanding of because mm. again like we said like we play our part by keeping healthy and strong but at the end of the day if it's a construct that's that deeply set in society we almost need to have some kind of awareness of it and I, i'm like you like I, i'm not really ever um paid attention to it i've always thought of it as like just just some clown like you watch the house of commons sometimes and just like who are these more <laughs> like who's who's this little guy at the top like screaming and standing up and it's like it's like a play it's like a play this is like I'm going yeah. some idiots just like what what is what's <laughs> going on you know what I mean? like and, and the, the best thing is watching it with like an asian older asian uncle or something and you just, <laughs> they, they just rip it to shreds man and you just they, they, you're left with with no respect for our entire hierarchy of like government and parliament <laughs> and stuff um but i think i think there's there's definite like for us like coming up through this that's the game you know what i mean we almost have to know the game how to know that we all have to know the game to know how to play the game to, how, to know how to win the game you know what i mean 
and um yeah man it's it's interesting there's so many different cogs turning but yeah i i personally want to understand it more just to see mm-hmm. how like one day i see it seems random now. i see myself like going into like county level politics and being like okay i want to be like the 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 the, the elected what's the word candidate of this like leicester you know what i mean like mm-hmm. leicestershire or whatever um just because yeah. at the end of the day we help people for a living that's that's mm-hmm. if that can help nations then i suppose that's that's the that's the that's the route we can go to as well you know what i mean mm. yeah 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 and like um i think ultimately that comes that boils down to like you know you're controlling what you can control and letting that play out right it's like what you said it's like am i taking care of this cool if i'm doing that then by extension, the things around me are better off as well. Too right, man. Too right. Yeah, and then that, that but kind of like you're talking about like business owners. Um, I don't know. You'd kind of hope that one day there'd be a system where you could present forward a case to your constituent or your, your like, um, na- I don't even know what the word is. I'm trying to use the word constituent. You're like the person who kind of looks after mm. your neighborhood, right? You kind of put yeah, a yeah. case forward to them to say, look, I'm a responsible business owner. I've taken, I've taken social distancing measures. I've taken these measures and those measures and hand sanitizing measures and all this kind of stuff. Can I run my business at a time like this? Like, should this ever happen again? Because people are talking mm. about there being like a first wave and a second wave and whatever. Mm. We can't just keep going in and out of lockdown. That's not a solution. The solution is not to, it's like having a conversation, right? The solution is not to say, ah, oh, fuck you, I don't care like that's, that's yeah. not the solution the solution is to arrive at a compromise and yeah. um give and take where we can but yeah you you just don't see anything like as progressive or as forward thinking as what we're chatting about we're just two blokes who do jiu-jitsu sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what the fuck do we know yeah. just we could say all the shit at the end of it i like the bill burr bill burr approach which is but what the fuck do i know you know? Yeah, <laughs> so hands up. it's true, man. You don't have to listen to us two dickheads. It's fine. <laughs> we just we just try to live life well. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just like, <laughs> I feel like tomorrow, if, if like if the reins of the country were just kind of given, be like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Let's play. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, exactly. we can have a go. I'll have a go. Like, yeah, I'll be like, um, first I'll be like, you know what? I, I need to take care of myself first. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's true. That's so true, man. I can't take that responsibility for you guys at the moment. I'm going to work on the individual level, try to affect the people around me. I can't, I can't take your responsibility right now. Mm, but, um, that's true. That's true. And then I think, I think in, in doing that, you kind of, you fill your cup. And then once your cup is like mm. brimming and ready, then you're just like, okay, right. Let me dish this out. Like kind of, uh, yeah, man. yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how like, so go on, go on, go on. No, no. Muhammad Ali quote. Yeah. The Muhammad Ali quote. I, I, it's a super, super long one, but he's talking about like, um I take a, a quarter of kindness and a pinch of a pinch of happiness mm. and and serve it to every willing and deserving person i meet through my life like mm. the, the more you kind of give to yourself the more you kind of give yourself gratitude and give yourself this you become this like cake right like the one he's talking about yeah. recipe right and whatever he's yeah. talking about making it doesn't matter but he's like okay now i'm i am this amalgam of all these things and when i meet mm-hmm. these people i can serve it in, in their various ways and the way we do that is we learn about like posture and we learn about health and we learn about sleep mm. and we, we serve it to our people as like yeah. a as like a um, that's that's the change we want to create in the world so yes yeah man bit Completely. of a tangent but totally legit no man that's that's it like no limits man <laughs> say what no, you gotta right. say <laughs> too right, man. Too right. <laughs> tell too me man right. halfway halfway brown is this uh, what i think it is? is two weeks two weeks down yeah. 
that's it, bro. Right. Two weeks. So two weeks and two days right now. I think mm. um, not next Friday, the Friday after might be the last fast, or the, or maybe like yeah. that Friday is not. If my Friday is not the last fast, it'll be the Saturday. Um, mm. So roughly around that time. Obviously, we, we know we go off with like lunar sure. sightings and 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 then like that that when it's been a full kind of month lunar cycle month um we'll say that yeah that that's 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 the end of ramzan and uh it's eid uh so there will be there'll be end of fasting but yeah that's that's kind of, i thought we'd kind of uh i was thinking of always, always have that 10 minute before the podcast what should my name be today i'm gonna bail one week and just be big brown and be like okay i give a shit like, i'm just gonna be like, what, what you what, what you intended me to be from the start <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna actually conform and, no, no. Uh, yeah. don't, don't say those words to me man you be who you want to be <laughs> i ain't holding yeah. you down <laughs> yeah man so yeah i was just thinking i was like yeah that, that in terms of second way off from last week being like, mm. okay where, where are we after a whole week of fasting and in summary just in the same place man same place strong yeah okay. mindset feels strong uh yeah i kind of kind of talked to a few more like friends family um yep. some people are kind of struggling a little bit some people are feeling better this week mm-hmm. and um yeah i just think i just think it comes down to that same thing regardless of fasting regardless of where we're at it's it's the mm-hmm. it's the questions you ask yourself it's it's the it's the rhetoric you have running through your head it's the say. It's the words that you say. I mean, like I, I said it last podcast, like this. Uh, we said it off air a few times. This podcast helps me so much to affirm and put it out there in the world and say, like, just me doing the reps of me speaking these words is yeah. is so powerful, right? And that 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 is that ends up being who I am. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. then, then it's like, okay, I feel fine. I feel fine all the time. Yeah, fantastic, man. Fine all the yeah. time. Fine all the time. <laughs> That's, that's a t-shirt that's a t-shirt <laughs> that's a t-shirt, that's a t-shirt. Hey, i'm fine all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah bro. i was just talking to my uh my little cousin bilal he uh he's you know bilal uh he yeah, just yeah. came over he just came over a little while ago just to drop off some food and stuff and Wicked. uh his mom his mom's his mom's always kind of cooking and sending stuff over it's really nice and uh she said he i asked him and he was like yeah finding it tough finding it kind of okay and he was talking about like losing weight during this month so i think that's something that people especially like guys out there will be struggling with like kind of feeling feeling like they're losing their gains and all this kind of stuff mm. but but like, i don't think it's something that you should really worry about too too much because mm. uh, i remember i remember last year training at wave and uh it was it was like training during the month and then having like a week after i was i was almost like similar to how i started the month off in terms of body weight in terms of kind of energy levels so mm. yeah if anyone's listening to the podcast worrying about like feeling a bit drained or whatever i wouldn't worry about it too much i think just get through the month and uh mm. do your best with your sleep and your food like we've talked about in the past um and yeah you'll be fine after you'll be yeah. fine all the time fine all the time <laughs> damn yeah <laughs> That's, I think I think I think that's important because we can get stuck in that short-termist view of oh shit I'm losing my gains I'm feeling feeling crap. It's a physiological adaptation. It's uh, is is bound to happen. So it's nothing to worry about because basically when you come out of it, mm. you're going to go back to you're going to ramp up your training again and then you get yourself back to where you were. And that's um, it's just that's just uh, it's just life as well. <laughs> it's like it's just this is the way it goes. You know you got to got to adapt um adapt some things sometimes it's not gonna be perfect but then you work your way back up again yeah yeah yeah. i mean um i don't know if you do you know who uh who mark bell is mark yeah. bell super super training 
um, yeah. he says it. He says it like, "What's what's a way that you can that you can PR every day?" And yeah. uh, well, if I if, if I ask you, well, what do you think it is? What's the way you can PR every day? Just make a small action that moves you forward. Yeah, basically. But what 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 he does with is, is do something new. Do something new mm. every day and you PR. Like that's the first yeah. time you've tried it and that's that's you've done better than you've done yesterday because you've never done it before. Like you've PR'd. Yeah. And I think right now that what that gives me is like positivity. I feel positive having PR'd every day. And at a time where things are negative and things are difficult, um, if we can have like certain things, I mean, we've talked about it before, changing up training in terms of are we getting more flexible? Are we getting more like body aware? Are we are we improving the ways in which we, uh, yeah, we, we, we basically move and the way we eat and the way we sleep and the way we have our, how our daily schedule, you know, there's all these wins that we can have, but mm -hmm. really we, we look at appeasing like one win, which is like, what's the number on the scale say? Like, does that scale out? I'm going down. Oh shit. My, 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 uh, my like mental state wavers as a result. And I remember I had this training partner when I was like about 18, 19, when I was going through my like crazy, just mental training phase. And yeah. uh, he would, I remember one time we came to the gym and he weighed himself before the session at home and he walked in, he's like really like sullen, kind of like dragging his heels. And what's up with you? He goes, oh, I'm like four kilos lighter than I was when I weighed myself last time. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, well, I've lost weight and I feel, I feel weak, you know, I just feel, I feel soft, you know, I don't feel, I don't feel like I should train today. And uh, I was like, okay, that's a bit strange. I was like, Have you weighed yourself on the scales that we have at the gym? He's like, nah. And he's like, why don't you just weigh yourself there? Get get a bit more of a understanding if, if that's really your weight. So he goes and weighs himself. He comes back and he's like, yeah, happy. And I was like, what's up with you? And he's like, oh, I'm about a kilo heavier. And I was like, <laughs> so, <laughs> it was literally that. That was the hinge. Like, yeah. the number on the scale was the only thing that he was hanging well, his hat on to say that yeah. this is my self worth. Like, mm. I can tie myself to this. And I think if you're, if you, you can relate that to yourself in, in any way, any form of life. If there's that one thing you're putting all your eggs in, that one basket, mm. have many baskets. You know, what I mean, have loads of baskets. Like, like the more you have, the more you're just abundant in so many ways, right? Exactly. Mm. Living in abundance, man. It's true. That's why it's um, like clients or people will generally put all the weight on the scale because I want to lose weight. Nine percent of people is like, I want to lose weight. But then you forget that if that's the only thing you're focusing on you might not realize how much better you actually feel, how much better you're actually moving, how much stronger you actually are, how much fitter you actually are, and how how your body's recomp um, uh, recomping, you know, the recomposition mm -hmm. that you're undergoing. So you're becoming, uh, you're losing some fat and you're building some muscle. You place that, um, place yourself on the scale and you realize you maybe only lost a pound compared to thinking you lose five or you haven't shifted at all. But then if you ignore any one of those other aspects of it as well, which is a fundamental part of feeling healthy, feeling fit, feeling at your best, and you disregard all that because of what the number is saying, then it's an unhealthy relationship with getting yourself into shape because you will, you will fall down at the first hurdle because yeah. it's it sometimes, uh, and it might not be the first hurdle, it might just be like, because it's so easy, especially if you're a novice, to make those gains, right? Mm -hmm. And then you keep going up and up and up, and then you start to plateau. And if you start to, if you stop doing the thing, uh, stop doing the right things, just because you either plateau or you maybe um, dip down a little bit on your on your journey, then 
there's uh, the, 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 the long-term view isn't there basically. Whereas if you just realize that that just means that you're in a better place, that you have, there's, there's other ways for you to start pushing on and other, other markers and other metrics that you need to pay attention to, then uh, you realize that you're making supreme gains. You know, mm. so you, you got to pay attention to the bigger picture, not just the, not just the, not just the number on the scale. Mm. It's like a balanced approach, right? It's like balance. Mm. I'm, I'm sharing, like you know, we used to play FIFA, and you make that yeah. character for yourself, and it's like, like, oh, like Fight Night or whatever. Like I used to, I used to yeah. fight like that. That was that was my game, right? And right. Uh, you'd have like power, and you have heart, and you have stamina, and you have like um, endurance and stuff, whatever. Mm. And, and then like footwork or like coordination. And like the one I'd always go towards was power. So I like just, just like you'd get points and you could allocate them anywhere, right? So you could allocate. And I'd always have like a horrible like power score. So my, my diamond would be like nothing down here, no stamina, no heart, no perseverance, <laughs> just like one big haymaker. Like come near me, come near me, please. Like that's the only thing I wanted, right? And then you realize that you get into a fight and then the guy gets into the second round and you're like, oh, I got nothing yeah. for you now. Whereas like then, then you go back to training and say, oh, maybe I should give a bit more to my stamina. Maybe I should give a bit more to my footwork, right? And my, my defense. Um, and it's like, it's like the same thing in life, like or with training. Um, you you can you can look at that scale weight, and uh, I've got to shout out TJ again here because he's got a client who's who's I think he's nineteen or eighteen years old, wow. and um, through the whole of lockdown, his name's Shrill. Um, he's lost about seven kilos of body fat, and mm. I think when when they started working together, he I'm gonna I'm gonna get this wrong now, but basically he's recomped really really well. He's mm. he's the same weight that he was um he's, yeah he's the same way he was when they started but his his look is obviously much much better this is where things mm -hmm. like taking pictures of yourself taking body fat skin calipers of yourself taking measurements of your of your actual muscle of your of your circumferences around your arms around your waist around your legs and stuff and, and all this stuff um can paint a much bigger picture of, of the progress you've, you've achieved and mm -hmm. um like he's a he's a he's a kid and uh he's managed to like go through lockdown I think he's changed his job to like a night shift. Um, so he's had to manage his sleep differently. He's yeah. had to manage his daily routine differently where he's working at night, he's sleeping during the day, he's managing his food differently, he's training differently. Obviously, he's mm -hmm. had to train with no gym. So it just shows like with with a bit of an eye toward the other things, the other, the other factors that go into giving you the thing you want in the end, a bit of like looking at those in as important as oh, how, how many bicep curls did I do today? Well, how did you sleep today? You know, how did you breathe today? How did you regulate all these other things? Because mm -hmm. really, if you if you're looking at one thing to appease a system, uh, one one thing to appease a picture, which many things are going in to create, then you're only like you're you're only kind of going in there with one with one weapon being being that big right hand, but you, you yeah. need everything. Yeah, man. Yeah, especially in, I mean, first of all, massive. Massive props to him for yeah, making that recall, man. That's that's big. That's smashing it. He's following that process, man. And um, his that goal is his goal is it? the process. process. Excuse me. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. I wasn't supposed to say process. I was supposed to say process. <laughs> can't say when it. Said, way. <laughs> when you said it, my mind just got like, what did you yeah, say? Exactly. I was like, no, you said it wrong, bro. He's like, I don't understand yeah, bro. what that word is. For anybody wondering what the hell Grid is talking about, <laughs> uh, I think I think we should tag it in the in the in the show notes or something. We should tag it yeah. in there. Can we do that? The video, Probably. the video, 
of Eric Thomas, and it's called uh, "Everybody Want to Be a Beast." Type mm-hmm. it in on YouTube, and but don't type it in when you're not about to work out because you will be about to work out afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that, that is type it. legit truth. When you sent that the first time, when you sent that clip the first time, I was on my way to work. Um, okay. So this is obviously when we work, when we could work, right? <laughs> so back we in could the day. Go back in the day. In my day, when we used to be able to go to a physical place of work, it was... Uh, I don't, even, I don't even know if I remember how to walk there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it was like a 40-minute journey, right? And I got that. I think I got the message from you like before I left. It was like, guys, check out this video. Started playing it on my way to work. I was like, I got a train. As like as soon as I get to work, I, I'm trained. <laughs> I've got to train when I get to work. <laughs> I was so like, nice. it's, that's it. It's over for everyone else. Like, <laughs> well, there's that. The last two minutes of that video. Is the bit that resonates with me the most, where he's shouting about the process as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, uh, just get that. I just use that. That just sets my mind right, man. It's so, so powerful. Too right, man. Too right. It's, it's kind of like uh, akin to like a lion seeing a gazelle on the, on the, on the kind of plains, right? It's like yeah. w- when you say those words and you say it like that, you're just like, oh shit, yeah. that speaks to me. Like I see the prey now. I see the focus. And like yeah, that, yeah. that just, that just tells us like more about ourselves. Like if, if I was to. If I was to like try and stimulate in any other way, like oh, sit on the sofa, this comfortable sofa, you there would be a part of us that would be like, oh, okay, I'll sit on the sofa. But really, the way we feel most fulfilled is when we have that that chase. You know, when that when that, when that, that the process, the, the process. process, exactly. But <laughs> it is it's hardwired into our into our nervous system. It's um, it's it's we've talked about it before. It's dopamine, man. It's uh, it's that dopamine reward system where if we wouldn't be alive if we didn't have that we wouldn't be alive if we didn't have the chase because basically on a fundamental level is if we don't have that then we wouldn't seek out a mate we wouldn't seek out shelter we wouldn't seek out food we would just die that mm. that and so that's that system is baked into us to 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 go for more and uh and yeah it's part of that uh, dopaminergic reward system so if we're so interesting yeah, man. If we're using, if that's why goals are important, that's why the process is so important. Because if you reward the process, if sorry, man, I keep saying it wrong. <laughs> Mid sentence. If you reward the process, you will uh, have that dopamine hit, which is re- relevant for your goal. So you have got to have that process, which is relevant for your goal, and uh, reward it appropriately so every time you achieve something on your way to achieving that goal not just achieving that goal you have to do that you have to have that relationship with the process so that you are actually um rewarding that process so that you actually feel good along the way which makes Mm. you want to keep going for it Mm. and then when you get to the end result it becomes even uh becomes uh becomes spectacular Mm. so it's um yeah you have to uh it was it was more to do. What was it to do with? I can't even remember now. But yeah, that's why, like, yeah, the lion and the gazelle is mm. is part of uh, is is part of uh, our deep like reward system. Is uh, and that's why we feel fulfilled doing it because it's such a such a fundamental part of our being to to have that um, to have that um, was it that model that model of uh, action. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, that, do you know that? Isn't that super, super? Now, I'm going to say it again now. Super necessary. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you could see, you knew that was coming, right? You knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, so, like, I was doing some study this morning, and uh, there's a guy on YouTube called, uh, what's his name? Sam, Sam Webster. I don't know if you've seen his anatomy uh, stuff. He does some really good. Uh, oh, yes, I did actually. Yeah, I've seen he's, I think he's like, is he Welsh? I think he's Welsh. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. He does it at some university, though, right? Yeah, he has, he's like, and what he has is he has these like dummies that are really like anatomically correct. And so he has a skeleton mm -hmm. and then he has like one of the leg and it'll have like all the, all the innovating nerves and it'll have the, um, like the, the layers of muscle. So for instance, the one I watched this morning was on the lower body. So he's like, he would unplug the glute and say, okay, right, well, here's your glute mid and here's your glute min and your piriformis mm -hmm. and like your obturator and all this kind of stuff that kind of feeds into the same area. Um, and just seeing it visually lets you know that oh shit like i got that right here like it's in my yes. hip like you know what i mean like as a teaching tool people are much more akin to understanding themselves when they can when you can see it and touch it and like this is something that we're gonna yes hopefully have at the gym as well is to say like okay when we're trying to teach a client i've done this before when i used to work at up we'd have a skeleton in the corner and i'll take a client over there and be like okay when you move your when you move your arm over here that scapula is doing this like it's doing that mm -hmm. rotation um I think it's the same thing for this in terms of the neurons, in terms of the brain, in terms of how this thing governs everything and like what is the central nervous system and how can it, how is it looking out for your best interest and, and basically just giving people a, a, a book, like almost like a, a method on themselves, but doing it in a very practical way. Cause I think a lot of people are practical learners in that sense where, where when you see the model, when you see the diagram, when you see the, the physical being of, this is what happens here and this is the channel that it follows and this is how this is linked to you when you were running around like as a neanderthal many many generations ago versus you when you're here today and you see a pretty girl you know what i mean it's like it's like there's there's links you know what i mean or you see like the process it's like oh this, this, the same lights going off in your head you know what i mean like that, yeah. that's 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 how that works and then you can like i think again we always talk about it's like knowing yourself um mm. is is it's super necessary. It's super necessary. And that's yeah. also a process. <laughs> it takes time. Man. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, because um, I think we talked, I don't know if it was the first or second one we talked about it, but the idea that your identity is always shifting, right? Mm. Um, and there's truth to that because there's so many inputs that go into defining who we are. So when we change those inputs, then we're going to change who we are. So, mm. and um, so we are this ever evolving creature and you it's like, yeah, you can't necessarily say that like you can't, yeah, this it's not a fixed thing. Your identity is not a fixed thing. So it just is you, you shape yourself to what you align with the most what is the thing that you get uh, more, most out of life or where you spend most of your life, you know? So basically if I was to, yeah, if if I was to like, you know give myself an example, the things I value the most are basically health and learning, and so and under health bracket is like physical, mental, emotional health, and then under learning it's just which is evolving, which is um, like I just have a voracious appetite for knowledge because I'm so curious about what it is to be a human being and like why do we behave the way that we behave and how are we the way we are? It's such a complex thing to try and understand. But I find the more I delve into that, the better I can learn how to live my life, basically. And so there's, uh, but somebody else is values like so. This is these are my those are my values right now. But 
in the future, my highest value, my highest priority might become family. So then it will shift. And then based on that, my like uh, who I am kind of shifts a little bit as well, because it's not just uh, then it's not just about me. It's about my wife and kids, basically. And that's my world instead. So it's just um, all that all that stuff is uh, constantly shifting. And I find in the work that we do, people's identities change um, mm. somewhat because there's a lack of, um, oh, like somebody I've spoken to recently is like lack of self-belief, um, lack of self-worth, um, you know, always putting other people ahead of themselves. And um, and so, and that's why the, the long-term goal has never been attained or it's very, it's only ever been short-lived because it's just a lack of belief that it works uh, in, in themselves rather, not that it works. And then that by extension, it means that it doesn't work for them. And so when you show them that it is possible, and like you said last time, you know, gift the process, you got to gift it to them and keep them in mind and in line with the, uh, with the ultimate goal that they have and also celebrating along the way. So tapping into these uh, uh, like evolutionary necessary systems that we have, which allow us to move forward given our the complica uh, the complications that we experience in our world and the distractions that we can have keeping it aligned with how we fundamentally operate as human beings then that person can change and that person's identity mm. changes so it's not that they don't have any self-belief anymore it's not that they don't feel any self-worth it's like i do have self-belief and i do have self-worth and then for that individual changing that over the next few months they're going to be able to be there for their family they're going to be in a much better place to be able to serve their family and serve themselves because they were able to take care of themselves and learn how to do that and learn how to mm. have belief and learn how to have the worth because uh, it's shifting all the time. You, It's not a fixed thing. If you believe it's fixed, if you if you stay in that mindset, then nothing's going to change. And mm. uh, you will end up being in a position where you're like, what if, you know, what if I had done this instead? So rather than save that, if you put the effort in to pursue something life automatically becomes a lot more meaningful and that changes mm. your identity into something that you are more happy with too right man too right that's, that's a great great so many so many wicked nuggets on what you just said there man i mm. think um just looking back at your own life like looking back at we always kind of will we'll always attribute uh, or go to clients and say like we've worked with this person we've worked with that person but really for us to be in the position that we're in today luckily we've had that we've had those reps on ourselves you know what i mean yes. we've both come from very different places but really the path has been similar you know what i mean like mm -hmm. once once we understood that we weren't happy once we understood that you know i'm doing this every day but it's not fulfilling me um mm. but i see there is remnants of what i want in other people in other walks of life um and th that won't ever exist in one human being because you are the only one human being you know what i mean like that's the only place mm. that'll ever really exist um, but you, you, as soon as you start seeing that example and you start seeing that, you know, I want to align with this and I want to align with that, um, everything can come together and you become so much more mm -hmm. effective and so much more dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, yeah. th th there's like, there's, you can do damage then, you know what I mean? You're, you're not just being damaged. That's, uh, yes. that, that's, that's the, uh, that's the win, man. That's the win. And, um, yeah, it's so interesting, man. It's so interesting. I, I really think that people out there listening to this, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts. You know what I mean? I'd like to hear your thoughts on mm. on that in terms of are you in a place where 
some part of your body, some part of your life, some part of your like your future is a bit ambiguous. You don't really know what it takes to get to that next level. Um, and if so, what's your plan to get there? I mean, and if, mm-hmm. and if like, when, when there's, there's, there's no ulterior motive to this podcast. We're just talking because we enjoy talking. But if we can in any way kind of get you there, I think that could be really cool. That could be really interesting to see that, you know what, we've done it ourselves. We do this with people anyway. Um, and it's a learning process process for you, for me, for, for everyone. Um, yeah, man, I think that that's a, that's the win. That's the win of all of this is, is people yeah. moving forward in the way they want to move forward and having more of an understanding of how to move forward when they get stuck so that they can yeah. affect the next guy, which is exactly what we've done. 100% fully, man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, that's right. It's like whoever's struggling with this is just like, yeah, just reach out. You know, this mm. is what we do. This is what we do for a living. We, we help people, you know, fundamentally is transforming their bodies but it's a lot more than that you'll end up transforming your life as well so mm-hmm. we're we're always there for that and and then on top of that it's um and you kind of you kind of basically said it as well and essentially what i was getting at was um you are who you are based on the values that you decide to align yourself with so if you've got a certain set of values then you, you want to do the behaviors that um express those values if you've got a completely different set of values and you're going to do the behaviors that set those values so then Again, your identity is different. Your identity shifts. And then what, what would you say? Like, say those people listen to this, right? How, how would they be able to identify the values or the, I mean, I, I call, call them virtues, like whatever, but mm. the negative, the negative um, traits that they have that they maybe not be aware of, of you know, and that, that's one, that's one mm. off the top of my head, which is like, do you genuinely kind of go through life with lacking awareness of situation of the opportunity within the situation of the full perspective? You know what I mean? Like, do you ever kind of, do you have the time to deep dive and actually see things for what they are? And that could be linked to so many different things, whether it be, are you resting enough to actually fully be present in the moment? You know what I mean? Like last night, um, my whoop score was really high. I felt like I slept really well. I didn't, I didn't, I kind of zonked out. And today I feel, super sharp i feel like i've, I've, had, I've had a lot of conversations this morning study wise i've sorted out clients I've, I've done a bit of training and everything's got done and now here i am with you and i feel like i'm fully present in the conversation i feel mm-hmm. like i'm we're having a great chat um and i'm i'm able to do that as a result of the other appeasing the other things you know that same back to that same pie chart like can't just have power can't just have one thing yeah. um yeah and i think what do you think to that what do you think that across across like your experience with clients what is something that people may have as part of them, but maybe not be aware of it? Uh, on the on the on the trait side, which is holding them back. Oh, I missed that, bro. Say again. Oh, so yeah, it's on the side of uh, on like having traits that are holding them back that they might not be aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like obviously, you can kind of go to that like um, lack of like uh, lack of routine, lack of structure, mm-hmm. that kind of simple mm-hmm. thing, or like. And then that feeds off into are you having are you making time to train? Can you actually make time to train, or does it actually just put a strain on your life? To for me to mm. tell for me to put it in your in your workout to say for me to like look at you as a client and say you need to train, but does that actually put a strain on you rather than actually helping you? Should I address the thing that we need to free up some time first? We need to make you more time efficient at doing what you're doing. Or mm. You need to be aware of where you can be more time efficient. Like for instance, yeah. I'll have days where. I'll just spend an hour scrolling through Instagram. Like my life is no better off because of it. Yeah. And no one's life 
is better off because mm-hmm. of it. I'm, I may like a few posts and I may, mm-hmm. you know, that that's it. You know, I'm not producing, I'm not productive in that time where what I could do is sure. I could have like a set time in my day mm-hmm. where, okay, go and chill on Instagram. Just go and enjoy it because you want to go and have a look at what your mates yep. are doing. You want to go look at what people are posting. That is your time. Go and do it. Um, yeah, just little things like that. What kind of comes to mind? Yeah, for me, it's like, uh, it's always doing a situational analysis because if you're like, if you're, if you want to get a result, so, but you don't know how to get there, then you're going to have to look at what's going on in your life, right? And like, uh, you have to, you're going to have to um, analyze it. And it's not like you have to figure out all the answers all at once, because it's going to be a process, because what you do on a Monday is probably different to what you do on a Sunday, you know? So what happens on a Monday is like, okay, then at the end of the day, make notes about um, what's going on in that day. Same on a Tuesday, same on a Wednesday is like, um, his, let's put that into a concrete example. Say it gets to, so say we're in a, we're in the old world and we're at the office, you know, and somebody's always brought in treats, you know, um, everybody can relate to this. Um, whoever's worked at an office, um, is it gets to three o'clock in the afternoon and you just start chowing down on a donut. It's not even an activity that you kind of noticed that you were doing. Um, it just happened. And, now what you need to do is because if you want to change your uh you want to change how you feel about your body you want to change your body so you feel better in life that's going to be an activity that you're going to have to start paying attention to so when it happens you're going to have to ask yourself several questions in a non-judgmental way that's really important as well it's not like you're being judged in this moment you have to do it in a non-judgmental way so you have to go oh i feel like eating a donut i am eating a donut how quickly am I eating it? Am I wolfing it down? Is it a mindless activity? What What was I thinking about five minutes before chowing down that donut? What time did I have that donut? Um, did that Has that happened on multiple occasions, the same time, the same trigger, the same feeling that I'm experiencing, the same thoughts that I'm having around it? You have to start building that level of awareness up, mm-hmm. and that's going to extend out to everything else. Um, so, But that's a really straight – that's a good concrete example because it's it's so common then it's not just analyzing it once it will be analyzing it a few times so if it happens again the next day on tuesday and you've got like say biscuits sitting there and it's three o'clock in the afternoon again and you're like i'm taking my little break from the office because it's the afternoon i'm going to spend 10 minutes and then you just reach for the food then you can look at the biscuit and be like wait i did the same thing yesterday with a donut what is this doing for me right now you know so you start to pay attention to all the all the different factors, the thoughts you go through, the feelings that you have, what might have triggered it, and um, essentially why you're doing this uh, activity. And you got to make notes about this kind of stuff as well. So just or mental note, at least, at the very least, is like, this is what I was going through. Then it's something you can change. Because you've measured it, you can change it. So that's a really concrete example of that. And uh, then, you know, if you want to extend that out to other areas of your life, is uh, bringing awareness around sleep, uh, bringing awareness around your nutrition in general. Is like, uh, are you eating super fast? Do you have, um, why are you eating all those different things? You've got to make a, got to become aware of that as well. Mm. Uh, how well you're hydrating? It's just, it's a process of awareness. So it's, um, you are putting yourself under more uh, mental load by doing that, but you kind of have to because you, you have to be conscious of what you're doing to ultimately 
to consciously move into a better place and then that to be your new subconscious. It's just, mm -hmm. again, we talk about every time it's about improving your baseline and you can only improve your baseline if you're aware of where you are right now so that you can um, go up, uh, move up. And we were talking about it earlier in the week as well, you know, about you know how you're defining the process and awareness is a massive part of that. So people have to bring awareness to the actions that they are participating in and doing it in a non-judgmental way and then ask themselves a question, is this serving me for my long-term um, place that I want to be in, for my long-term yeah. health, or is it taking me a step backwards? And then answering that question honestly, and if you say, Ashley, it's taking me a step backwards, all right, let's figure out how we can change that now. So what's a different activity can you, you can do? Because that's why it's important to ask all those questions around why you ate that donut. Because you even have to ask yourself, was I even hungry? And if you weren't hungry, then it's like, okay, maybe I can instead drink a sip, have a sip of water, or do a different activity, something that's going to take me away, break that cycle, that habit that I've built up. Because a lot of these things that we do are habitual. We will get hunger signals at the same time every day because our body is wired on circadian rhythms. And if you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner at roughly the same time every day, then you generally tend to build up the habit to eat. Um, at that time, even if you start to build awareness and you realize you weren't even actually hungry to eat at that time. So there's that, uh, it's a massive process of awareness that you have to go through and measure it so that you can change it. And uh, you got to do that um, for other facets of your life, but start off with the thing uh, that's uh, the biggest, uh, biggest thing holding you back. Mm, that's so interesting, bro. That's so interesting. I think that that can help a million people, man. A billion people. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just to just to take that time to self reflect, um, mm -hmm. and and it's it's almost like when you set the goal, you again, like we talked about at the start of the conversation, you have that end sight in mind. Like, mm -hmm. I want to be a, I want to be a leaner, fitter version of myself. Okay, right. Well, does the leaner, fitter version of myself reach for those biscuits? I'm doing that right now. So I'm, I'm also doing, I'm, I'm actually currently doing the reps as the older, more worn out, less energy efficient, less aware version of myself. I'm not doing the reps. It's the same as the wolf you feed, right? There's so many different facets to this, right? I'm doing, I'm doing those reps that I've done for years and years and years. And at the end, they led me to become unhappy, unfulfilled, um, yo-yoing through life, thinking that, okay, I'm doing great one day. And the next day I like, I want to have a binge and I want to be alone and I want to, like go to go to some supermarket and just cram my, my trolley full of all the shit that I want and then just run home and eat it all. It's like there, there's so many unhappy, unhealthy habits there. And um, it's, it's again, keeping, keeping full awareness and full understanding of where you want to go and then relaying that with, sorry, aligning that with where you currently are now and then mm -hmm. just moving forward and then just kind of acting on it and being like, you know what, this is, this is, this is exactly how I want to live my life. And like you said, celebrating the wins. So as soon as you, as soon as you see those coffee, that that donut kind of come sharp in your workplace, you're looking at it and you'll be like, okay, I know what I normally do when this happens. Yeah. Like it's literally, it's that level. Like I've, I've had times where I've walked through Asda and like there's, there's that one aisle where it's just like loaded full of crisps and chocolates and, and like all the confectionaries, right? And so you yeah. just see that and you think, yep, yeah, that's my trigger. Like when I see those packets, like I want some marshmallows, I want some this, I want some that, I want some whatever. But, there's power in seeing it and being like, mm, I'm just exactly. off. Like, I don't need that. I'm walking straight past it. And um, 
yeah, you know you're you're almost walking right to your goal. That's literally a physical manifestation <laughs> yeah. of you walking past the uh, the old version of you who would have reached out and spent money and, and spent time and spent like your life doing the things you don't want to do. You know what I mean? Aligning with things you don't want to align with. But now you're moving straight towards the things you do want to align with. And um, there's so much power in that because like we talked about it so many times in the podcast, but it's the same, it's the same things. Um, you, you, it's that escape velocity thing, right? It's at the start, it's difficult. So you almost need a lot of fuel. You almost need a lot of, uh, mm. a lot of things to, to anchor you and say, okay, in my day right now, I do X, Y, and Z. Either I set my alarm and I don't get up on the first time. Um, I, 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 I rush to get to work so I don't get to eat breakfast on time. When I get to work, I'm hungry. So I reach for that donut. There's, there's all these facets. So if we can be aware of all three of these points, then we can tackle it on a multifaceted approach, not have any one of them screw us. We can kind of be ahead of all of them. And in that, we gain more momentum in the day, in the moment. And we realize that at the end of the day, which is like the day is like a microcosm of your life, you've done so much better. You feel so much better. Yep. You can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I killed it today. I did so well. I can sleep well. I can, I can know that tomorrow... I can build on this. I mean, I did something good for myself. It all stems, all comes from that one thing that be aware of who you are, be aware of where you want to go and uh, get on your mission, man. Completely, man. And as you say, uh, each small action, no matter how small, if it's moving you in the direction you want to go in, it's, is giving you're taking your power. You know, you're getting more powerful. You are, you are supercharging your superhero basically it's uh you're becoming super saiyan man this is, this is going down and uh, yeah buddy ain't nothing but a peanut <laughs> and why i'm key like if anybody knows is like with the language that i'm using i'm saying stuff like where you want to go um because it's not right it's not wrong it's not good it's not bad if, if I'm saying to you that you choosing to eat the donut is a bad decision, you don't need that guilt. You know, you don't need that shame. You don't need to feel bad about it. It's just a decision that you made. It's a very tricky thing to be able to look at the decisions we're making from a, as neutral place as possible because we attach so much to them. It's like, oh, man, um, I, I know I shouldn't have eaten that donut, but I did anyway, and... I feel terrible doing it. And then how is that serving you? Instead of being like, I did it, I can move forward from this. Instead, we choose to beat ourselves up a lot more about it than we uh, than we should have done, uh, than, than is ideal, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't like to use the word should. It's more um, because should is kind of like, you know, you're enforcing something on yourself. I should have done this. I should have done that. It's like, no, no, there's a decision that you could have made and you're either aligning with the one that's going to get you where you want to go or you're aligning with the one that's getting you where you don't want to go. Just make the choice and don't be upset about the choice that you made because you have to, because once you're aware, then it's more of uh, there's less, you can, I feel like you can attach less, um, uh, less emotion to it um, because the more aware you are, you realize it's, it's just like a, it's, it's a decision you, yeah, you can just remove yourself from it a little bit, basically, and objectively observe it. So mm. it becomes less of a thing where you're putting all of your emotion into it. And then when you do that, you can ultimately feel more, pr- more proud of the decisions that you make when you realize that you're making decisions aligned with whichever wolf you want to feed, basically. So it's never about what's right or wrong. It's not about what's good or bad. It's 
what's what's moving you in the direction that you want to go in mm-hmm. and and that isn't to say that you know what that's the common thing that people think about uh, um personal trainers or having personal training or going through a lifestyle change it's like all or nothing 100 in or you're, or you're out or you are uh you're not allowed to do certain things you know you're not allowed to eat certain foods you're restricting yourself from certain activities you have to go to bed at 10 and wake up at five you know it's like there is no strict rule about how you do this it's you um there isn't because that's the that's the common misconception around receiving personal training and um, making that lifestyle change when really it's about being on a spectrum and you can have that donut you can have those crisps you can eat that pizza you can have that burger as long as you've made it fit into who you who you ultimately want to be so mm-hmm. it could be you know in the beginning it could be you're coming from a place where when you objectively measure it 20% of your diet is not serving you well uh, sorry 80% of your diet is not serving you well but 20% is so okay great we're going to try and make that 20% a bigger portion we're going to try and make it 30% 40% 50% but that's the point we're not going from 20% to 100% because that's not sustainable you haven't really learned anything through that process because it's almost like it's just been imposed on you and like you get like fitness challenges and stuff and nutrition challenges you know 21 day challenge 28 day challenge they're helpful to get you moving along and kickstart you but in most cases if nothing goes beyond that you're just back at square one because it's just um, it's just too much too soon too so what needs to happen is is approach it from that i'm at 20 percent uh, where it's serving me in the direction i want to go to the body that I want to have, to have the confidence that I want to have, to feel as healthy and energized and uh, as I want to be. Okay, I'm going to up that to 30%. Okay, so that's going to be probably two extra, two meals extra a week where I make a better decision for myself than a decision that serves old me. And then you do that for a week and you're like, okay, that's a new baseline. Then you build it up to 40%. And then there might even be at times where you're like, you know what, I'm ready to go all in based on the efforts that I've put in. And um, because of the results you're seeing and you realize, okay, I can do, this is how well I can, this is how far I can go just on 40% effort. Imagine if I put in 80% effort, imagine I put in 90, 100%. And then you just start to see that your your life moving in uh, in the upward trajectory uh, Mm. quicker. But uh, you got to, you got to approach it with awareness. You got to approach it, not got to, but you develop the kind of non-judgmental aspect to it which i think is a part of awareness i think that's an intrinsic part of awareness when you're building awareness you are not judgmental over your actions you're just observing them and then deciding whether they're good for you or not good for you Mm. and then building building it up so your baseline is getting higher and higher and higher and higher so true bro so so true that's a great way of looking at things um there's you know there's, there's so many opportunities you see like in your day where you have different examples of people around you and you want to yeah. align with different facets of diff, of these different people. Um, mm. And then I think it's a, it's a case where a lot of people out there need those core few things to say, when we're going to focus on these things. If, if, we, if we were going to give you like a blueprint and say there's and really the body gives us it gives us the the answers right it's like the systems that we talked about a couple of weeks called classical so digestive system then it's like the musculoskeletal system then it's like all these other things like the sleep and regenerative side of things and you, you could segment it into those things stress 
uh, adrenal um, central nervous system kind of thing um and then for people to take away and be like this like one aspect like, okay how you move this is something that we're, we're both kind of into and, and we work with um do you feel entirely good with all of it like obviously then then, then um, at the start you're gonna you're gonna resonate with some of the things we're saying and be like okay well i like i feel fine when i walk but when i try and do a squat everything hurts okay right well how do we how do we break that down into into knowing more about it increasing your awareness around it and uh then aligning you with where you know you want to be you know what i mean there's this and that that same process for everything through your life is just going to slowly give you that head of steam that you're talking about to to just move you forward move you forward in the in in in, in more in, into a direction where you're you're just much happier you're much happier and you having been gifted the process can then gift the process you know what i mean this this is this, this is the, the the ultimate win is that we're not in it for me we're not in it for us we don't want to be we don't want to be the most aligned people in the world we want to help you be the most aligned person in the world so you can move your your family forward your friends forward your your people forward you know what i mean at the end of the day that's that's the win for all of us in this you know what i mean like that, that's why we do what we do because we are you like it's one thing you know i mean if, if, yeah. if there's like if there's like one person left behind then we didn't do our job you know what i mean like that that's yeah. that's the, that's the why yeah man is yeah, uh yeah. is uh you talk about muhammad ali is the other quote i don't know i don't even know if he said it but it was he i know he popularized it at least he's like me we just those mm. two words right so me we we're we're all one, basically, is yeah. the idea. So I, we do what we do so that you get you get to yeah, you get to be a better version of yourself. You know, it's like mm -hmm. uh, it's, there's there's no there's a big thing as well. There's no shame in admitting that is uh, that you're not happy with where you're at, and um, and you yeah. just move forward. Yeah, man. Yeah, the, the shame is not admitting it. The shame is not admitting yes. it. The shame is kind of being exactly. stuck, and uh, and I see this in my family a lot. I see kind of like this like uh old school i have no weakness like yeah. approach sometimes and you think you know what no you're you're broken and you mm. need fixing it doesn't matter that you're that you're a elder statesman of our family mm. like you've had stress on your body and you've had the the to bear the weight of a family or to bear the weight of a of a, of a dynasty like an asian household right like it's a big mm. thing sometimes right and um you've had to show no weakness for for so long that no one's had no one's been able to approach you with this are you okay like do you mm -hmm. need help no, that just doesn't happen you know for a lot of our for a lot of our elders they will live their entire lives and get to the end of it and then just be like i'm broken like i just i just need someone to just take this take this burden away from me right because i can't do it anymore mm -hmm. and that that kind of going very global with this right but it, it, there's there's so many instances of this where where people who are in positions of power often show that they're okay and they, they're kind of coping and but really it's nothing is nothing's like set in stone there to say that they're, they're absolutely fine you know what i mean like it almost takes somebody like ourselves to to do what we've done with ourselves and then go home to our parents and go home to our mums and our sisters and our fathers and whatever and say like and just see them almost like just see somebody operating in the way they're operating and be like i think you need help with something and this this is kind of you'll have this you'll have this sense when you're around people where somebody's struggling with something and you kind of know you know off the bat that you know what if we if we had a bit more of a handle on your weight if we had a bit more of a handle on on 
the way you think about training. If you had a bit of a handle on your routine away from work, be it you get home and you sit on the sofa all day night, well, then you're going to have the ability to cope with your next day. And that, that day for you may be about going to see clients. For them, it may be kind of like looking after a family of 10 kids and we don't know. We don't know the struggles people go through. But really, there, there are these like check markers that if we get these things in place, we can help. We, we can just basically reduce the overall stress that your body goes through. And in doing that, there's so many um so many benefits so many pluses that you may not even be aware that you you could be uh be receiving you know what i mean yeah completely man is the yeah. truth is is uh it's like i have i've tried to figure out because it's always one of those things which like it can sound like a good thing to say and um for people like no nah, nah, it's just it's like but it's true is where uh, your when you're vulnerable is where you find your power because you you admit to yourself that there's something that you need to do better for yourself and that can only and then when you start to take action that's propelling you forward so you're becoming more powerful because you've been vulnerable so massive it's massive, um, man. yeah and it's true it's like it's definitely gener it's probably i mean there's definitely a generational thing going on there where you know you just can't can't show that um weakness and i i don't know i don't know about that life right i just i know it's been difficult because you know we've got parents who are like immigrants basically and uh, they've hustled to make it work and so we know that um it's a tough thing but um it's in so we could yeah so we can't really i don't know if like uh you can't really judge it as well right we can't really ju like judge to be like uh you you need some help why aren't you getting help kind of thing because <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know if you live that way for 30 40 50 years like you like this is just the way things are mm. whereas we're in a we're in a good position where our the people are like our you know our family our um, ascendants who have come before us have kind of laid that groundwork for us so we can be safe in asking those questions of ourselves and mm. that's and that's a powerful place to be coming from as well where it's just everybody before us has built up the baseline yeah. so that we can be better and then right, it's pretty much on us to do the same thing for the future as well right definitely definitely i, th I think there's so much power in in what you just said in, in regard to those people that came before us laying the, the foundations but mm. now, like you said, we've come to a place where we can sit and reflect and we can read and we can educate ourselves in, mm. in a way that they would have never had the time or the or the circumstance to do. But now mm. it's like it's on us to use what we now know, use our power to affect them because yeah. it's like a jigsaw puzzle, right? It's like somebody kind of paves the way it, 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 and, and, then, and then we would in turn kind of respond with what we can respond with. We can't give them life back, but we can give them a better quality of life. And that that is is what we kind of hope to do. I mean, obviously, like every Asian, I can speak only for ourselves. I mean, like mm -hmm. it's it's kind of it's kind of intrinsic that we always want to kind of retire our parents, right? I'm sure yeah. this is the same through through every 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 um, culture. I don't mean to just like pick on just us, but obviously we are <laughs> from the same place. But I mean, um, like <laughs> brown and brown, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, like that, that's the a one thing, time that racism works is when we do it for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the that, that that's the 
the way we can uh, kind of back effect you know what i mean like they they've kind of they've kind of laid the fall they they're their foundations but you know we need to kind of do our bit and uh and and pay back the favor you know what i mean yeah man yeah fully there's mm-hmm. uh, yeah i don't know where i wanted to take that that's mm-hmm. that's perfect i don't even I don't even know how we got there but um yeah it's uh yeah that's our, that's our podcast isn't it it's just kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. talking about it and going for it but uh yeah i i, I think kind of seeing people as people is a big mm-hmm. thing like people kind of like fall into these roles like my mom kind of I talk to her sometimes and she, she, she'll, she'll talk about her life and it's such a crazy life coming from like mm. getting married at the age of like 20, 21 to a person you've never met before the other side of the world and now mm. you end up on the other side of the, literally the other side of the world where you've come from Kenya and it's sunny or every day and you don't know what radiators are. Like she said this to me earlier, she was like, I didn't, I didn't know what a radiator was. I came to the UK wow. and it was freezing and it was November and there was radiators on and she always like, what's a radiator? Like you say that, and she's like, it's like, what the? What do you mean? What's a radiator? It's a, it's a radiator. You know what I mean? And like that, that's the kind of, and then then they have like a life, and all of a sudden we arrive, and it's like, mm. just deal with it. You know what I mean? Like that, that's kind of the 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 hardy attitude that they've kind of had to have. Um, but yeah, man, when when you hear it, you just think, what? There's 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 very many there's many uh differing forms of life you know what i mean there's not mm. just kind of the one that, that we have but uh, but still the underlying thing is that with understanding with awareness of, of kind of what you do know and what you don't know maybe what you're not aware of um mm. you can make whatever life you do have much livable for yourself and, and everybody around you yeah completely man completely mm. like, the thing the, the the thing that you said there made me think of a few things which could like lead off on a uh, on a bit of a tangent mm. is like how because there's I, th- I feel like there's certain things that are just truths which is like um so you're like you know your mom moving to different country end up having a family and then just getting on with it and she basically built up a baseline a higher baseline through consistent effort hard work day to day not like anybody's watching just doing the business because i got i got a family i want to take care of mm. increasing the baseline so that you 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 can come into the world and be in a much better position than when she started the, when she started out in the world right and that's like um and because it's not glamorous and because it's never going to be something that's ever documented for example, you know, the journey, the journey of your mother, even though it will be extraordinary, like every, everybody's actions are extraordinary on, on some level. And because she's not going to be like somebody who's like ultra famous is mm. not going to be anybody who's ever asked for an opinion on how to, how to do something successfully. Also probably won't be able to articulate why something worked out. Right. Big trouble. And so, and so that's uh, whereas we we can we're at mm. that stage where we can mull over those things and start to articulate why things work and so there's certain things to me which are just kind of like truths in humanity which we don't we've basically never really had the need to articulate it 
up until now. And this is what I was chatting about Sam with a little bit um, earlier on. So we did our own like fight companion, right? Like we watched the UFC and um, like me, son, Musti and, um, and Sam. And then when that finished, we ended up chatting for like two and a half hours afterwards about freaking, it was crazy. It was just like, we just, have you seen it? Do you know the results? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know the results. I know the results. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. Like, like Ferguson just got fucking mauled, right? Yeah. And yeah. just had it. And it's just, so we finished and we were like, started talking. <laughs> don't even know what we started talking about. Oh, I think it was like, Smith had been having some thoughts about, um, uh, what is it? Like he's been, he's reading a book and it's about, uh, like essentially patterns in humanity, like the principles of mathematics and and like breaking down um, thought patterns and how there are certain inconsistencies that arise that cannot be explained by models um, that, I'm going to fuck this up because it's the first time we're having a conversation about it properly, but it's just basically... There's certain things that we do in life where we can explain things on through that ax axiomatic theory, which is if we know these to be truths, but then there's certain things which kind of create a a loop around themselves and mm. and they they kind of like mess with the mess with the idea of consistency and and so there's never like a system which will encapsulate the consistencies and the inconsistencies and be able to explain it all away and and part of that is and so the reason like and then we ended up talking about ai and then we ended up talking about like human condition and stuff like that it was like holy crap it's like th three hours later it's like what's, what's happened here deep and, yeah exactly and so what was interesting about it because it's like uh so we ended up talking about how there's certain things which you know we just kind of know and uh, we, when we start to think about it, we start to realize, oh, like you know, here's a here's an inconsistency here, or here's something here, and and it ties in with a little bit with the book I've been reading as well. Like I showed you last week, the Secret Life of the Mind. Mm. And what's super cool about that is uh, like the first part of the book, which is the only part I've got through so far, is the origins of thought and essentially, you know, do babies. Uh, like what are our pre the premise of the book is like what are our predispositions what can we learn about our predispositions to help us uh, basically make uh, use them to make better decisions and stuff because it's about thinking feeling and decision making and how we have the um, we have an innate capacity for developing concepts whether it's in mathematics or logical reasoning or morality language it's actually innate within us. It's structured like it's within us on some level to be able to create concepts around this thing. And the reason we know it's within us on some level is because they've shown it in like newborn babies and kids and toddlers where they cannot explain their reasoning, but they show that they understand what morality is and they show that they understand uh, mathematics as well. So as an example, um, the way you can tell what's going on with a kid uh, who can't speak yet, so a newborn baby, let's say, is by looking at their gaze, you know, what are they paying more attention to? And in the book, they've described an experiment where they basically got like, say, like three flowers on an image, and then they keep showing something coming up in threes to the uh, to the baby, like image of threes coming up. And, uh, uh, and then let's say then they change the number and there's four of this one thing that's coming up. So it's four flowers that are shown on this image. And then what they do is 
put them side by side, then on average, what happens is the baby ends up looking at the image with four flowers more than they do with three because they've seen everything come in threes and then the one with four is thrown in. That doesn't fit the patterning. That's out of sync with what they've seen coming. And um, it's like, here's an extra thing. It's got nothing to do with colors. It's got nothing to do with anything else except for the fact that there's four things on here now instead of three. So these are newborn babies who are like weeks old who are having more gaze time with the thing that's got four things on it than with three. So basically it's, it's telling us that we have an understanding of mathematics. We have a concept of maths and some logic before we even know how to put that into words, before we even can make a freaking sound, right? And so there's certain things that we know to be, uh, we know to be, I guess is we know to be true or there's certain concepts that we can build up without ever having to articulate them. And, uh, but we're at, so the reason why that, uh, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, back to, how your mom might not be able to articulate how she's created a level of success and extraordinary ability is because we don't, we've never really had to, you know, and yeah. uh, and we've never really known how to as well. And now we're in this phase, in this existence, in our um, time in life where we can analyze these things because all this information is relatively new. And this mm. is what we're kind of learning. And, uh, and we kind of need that information now so that we can lead um, lead better lives given the kind of environment that we're in. Because before it was just like, so Sam made the point where you've got a farmer who just wakes up with the sunrise and goes to bed with the sunset. He's got no idea about circadian rhythms, but he knows that this is just a natural thing for him to do. Can't articulate that it has any health benefit to him, but he's gonna be healthier by seeing the morning sun and seeing the evening sun. Uh, because of the effect it has on our circadian rhythm. So our, our bodies run on circadian rhythms. Um, every cell in the body has a clock, basically. And we can, and the biggest way to influence that clock, uh, which is uh, by being exposed to light. And that's why if we look at the screen on our phone in the middle of the night, it fucks with our sleep patterns. Mm -hmm. And um, if we, if we, uh, if we're not getting outside enough, if we're not getting enough natural light, that kind of thing is always is always messing with us, and and that plays out in terms of proper mental health. Uh, physical health is affected by that as well, so it has massive repercussions. But that farmer from back in the day doesn't know that information. Doesn't need to know it. He just needs. He just knows that it's the right thing to do. But because we're so nowadays kind of far removed from that way of living where we're built up in cities and we kind of have to be told why something is good for us. So like someone like me, I have to be told why setting a goal is good for me from that neuroscientific perspective. Because when I understand it like that, it's like, oh, that makes so much sense now. Mm. I need to change my relationship that I have with goals so that I'm actually more successful. Whereas back in the day, it was just like, my immediate goal is to, to eat. <laughs> Let's just say you didn't need to put that into perspective it was just something that you had to do and then the rewards kicked in as you did that and the the way of living was uh, more beneficial because of that uh, because of that outcome that you were always looking for automatically now we kind of have to we've gone beyond that again we've improved we've changed our baseline as a civilization and 
we need to we need to go beyond just just looking for food we actually have to look for that purpose and that meaning in our life so that we can be effective and aligned and feel like we're doing something valuable and doing something meaningful and so we actually have to have all these things broken down for us we actually have to study them and be able to articulate them so that in this day and age in this way of living we can we can live we can live as best as we want mm-hmm. yeah bro that's so so that's so vast but <laughs> it's so true though it's so true I, I love the analogy i love the the way you connected that two to get those two things together because it mm. legit makes so much sense and then you can kind of look at it like um there's so many ways i can go with this mm. um, pick one right <laughs> pick one just go um and like it was a very it was a very like it seems in like a very distant link because it is in a way because yeah. it was just like i had three things that came up all at once and i was like they kind of related but i'm just, <laughs> just going to talk about it to see what happens exactly see what so, happens yeah man yeah, yeah i mean um you've, you've kind of got um the branch where back to the parents thing and you said like different phases of your life will elicit and will will require you to focus on different things so mm-hmm. now we've both got parents that are kind of in that twilight kind of like retirement age um where they're they're chilling more and they're kind of my mom i've noticed this about my mom that like a couple of years ago she would she was she was in a place where um a bit more kind of life stress a bit more kind of uh, unsure kind of where things are going to go but now we're, we're settled mm-hmm. where we're good um to our like control everything is, is is in the same place we we know we know where we're at so it's allowed her to down regulate that sympathetic response so she's not up and running and kind of doing and thinking about kind of life in a in a crazy fast paced way so now most evenings we'll sit down and we'll open our fast together and she'll start talking and she'll just kind of she won't even know she does it but she does do it and i've noticed this about herself about her where she'll just start kind of like coming forth with like oh, when 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 i kind of had this happened to me or that happened or, or remember this time and this person whatever and it's like oh wow you've you've lived a whole life before i've even known you 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 were a human you know i knew you as yeah. a mum, but now i know you as a human like yes. that 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 change in pace has allowed her to articulate this and mm. the way that we kind of use it is that like i'm in a position now where maybe like if family had their way i'd be married and kind of have my kind of like my my version of her story told to me so i'm kind of using her as i'm i'm kind of almost being more receptive to it because there's there's times in my life when i would have been like crazy kid going to go to the gym get out of my way i don't need to hear about this and now i'm slower i'm kind of a bit more like i'm just thinking about that more you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that that's how those two things can kind of kind of link together where i'm more receptive to it she's more um she's more able to access that part of herself because of the change in pace in life and uh, yeah, that, that was kind of one place where my, my mind went with it. But there was uh, there was a few others that are definitely going to come back to me. Um, yeah. I just thought like, you know, the way you were kind of linking like, one concept to the other, you don't really know how it kind of affects. Is, is that what you were roughly saying? Um, like, with with, with you, you said how um, uh, nah, it's, I'm, I'm going to be fishing with this, but I, I, I don't really know. When you were talking, there was a certain part of it where I was thinking, like, you know how you have like old school boxers, and they would have gone mm. for a jog. They would have gone for that long kind of stretch jog, and mm. 
everyone will say from a scientific perspective, you're a boxer, you're not a runner, but they will say that, you know what, from a mental state, mm. that helps me be a better boxer. So you mm -hmm. can kind of link those two back together. Whereas you don't need, like, we, we wouldn't say that from a specificity perspective that you're throwing a left hook and you're throwing a right hand and you're throwing an uppercut and you're throwing like head movements. There's no place in that for jogging. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you can kind of tie those two, um, you can kind of tie it in, in a different way. That's something mm -hmm. my, mind, my mind went with what you said, but I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember how it tied in. <laughs> yeah, it put it out there <laughs> in the hope that it came back, but it didn't come back. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 that's that's interesting. Super. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. I like that because, um, uh, like, yeah, early part of when I started learning more about specificity and being like, every, like, yeah, you just if this is your sport, you only need to train that element for your sport. And ninety percent of the time, it's true. But then you've got that case where there's not like uh, you're a boxer, but there's nothing else in that boxer's case nothing else is getting him into a better mental state than going for a run then it's like okay mm -hmm. on net on net it's got nothing to do with the how uh, well mostly speaking it's got nothing to do with how well he's going to perform in the ring but he gets this much value out of it then yeah okay let's put it in the program you know mm -hmm. let's put it in the training because mm -hmm. if we take it out he's going to be a worse boxer that's basically yeah. the decision you've got to make with that right True. and and there is there is the physiological the other physiological benefit which is like you know building that baseline cardio which is more difficult to um, potentially more difficult to do with just boxing training because mm. um, it's like the very like how you're controlling the variables but but basically it's um, yeah even though it's got nothing in theory it's got nothing to do with boxing net net is going to make him a better boxer so you kind of throw that in it's, it's, there's a few other things you can kind of go with, with like in terms of just having a mental state which is in a calm place it allows you to to keep things slow and even retain information better so like that mm -hmm. that jog sometimes like we'd, we'd like this back to Sylvie and, and the sessions we have there like mm -hmm. will be wiped out by the warm-up but that makes us listen better when we're actually drilling so we're not mm -hmm. kind of erratic and we're not kind of having that hype behind our behind our kind of uh, behind our training and it helps us train better and retain information better as well you know what i mean so yeah. it's, it's, it's weird how like one thing that seems seemingly unlinked can be completely linked in a, in, a, in a roundabout way yeah yeah i think it's like uh, in those cases it's like setting it's kind of setting the standard or setting what uh, what's required of you during the session as well like um if you're gonna if you're gonna be pushed that hard then yeah you better you better pay attention right mm, <laughs> that's, mm. the, that's the kind of that's kind of the, one of the things as well which is uh if you expect if if yeah if you push that hard and then you get to the the drilling part and you're not really like you know i don't know i think what i'm getting at is is like if you're not paying attention then you can't expect um you you're you're essentially going to get punished for it by mm, mm. Uh, by your training partners not because they're out to punish you but because your um uh your level has dropped and yeah and the, yeah. that kind of what you've just said there kind of let me give me the little string back to the conversation in the sense that okay, okay. it's it's if you're if you're not paying attention that's akin to you going through life and lacking awareness yeah and you yeah. you not you not and in that setting it's it's jiu-jitsu club but in mm -hmm. the setting of life it's it's like I'm I'm waking up at the wrong time every day. I'm being late to work every day, and, and now I'm fired. 
You know what I mean? That's yeah. how that's how kind of you get punished in life. But mm. kind of linking it all back to, to the actual conversation, it's there's 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 times in your life to push, and there's times in your mm. life to kind of retract and relax. Um, and I think being fully aware of those times is is the thing that people need to uh, really hone in on. And it's something that yeah. I, I I definitely I'm, I feel like I'm fully aware of this place that I am in my life right now. But mm-hmm. it's come through me slowly going through my own journey in terms of the weight loss and being being aware of that and being aware of the implications of me doing it. I mean, not doing it and kind of just be in that dialogue. You know, what I mean, be in that dialogue in your in your mental space where this is a tough conversation to have, but I need to have that tough conversation, like we said earlier, to make any kind of progress. I mean, that yeah. that's that's the that's the process that that you have to kind of go through in that sense. Is if you don't go through it, you're going to be left with this like basic existence where you don't really know how to traverse it because you've not really been deep into it i mean you need to kind of spend time with those thoughts um or even spend time with the people like yourself who kind of question those thoughts in me and this 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 is this is this is the uh the the most important thing like again again that links back to awareness of people you spend your time with right we always know that that five things people you you are the product of the five people you spend the most you spend the most time with um that is i think it's so true it's scary sometimes yeah you see, you see people that just like they they you just don't have any kind of decent positive influence and mm. before you know it whatever kind of way you were before you just you end up deprogramming your 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 previous nurturing from your life and you end up kind of going in a way that may not be favorable or may not be the way that you actually wanted to go originally but you yeah. uh, you end up going along with it, and you don't even know how you got there. And it's 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 and and the, the prerequisite to that could have been that you didn't lack the confidence to kind of walk your own path and say, "No, nah, forget you guys. I'm going to go on my own way. And if I'll be lost for a while, I'll be lost for a while. But I'd rather not mm-hmm. go down this path because it definitely isn't the way I want to go." Yeah, yeah, it's a tough mm-hmm. thing. It's a tough thing to do because it's actually that's another thing which is is hardwired in us to be with the tribe. You know, like uh, do what the tribe does. It's, um, it takes a special level of awareness to go, I'm not going to do what this tribe is doing because it doesn't serve me well. So I'm going to take it, take it in a different direction. You're, you're leaving your tribe and you're leaving yourself vulnerable. It's a, it's a difficult, it's a difficult thing to do, but when you do it, when you develop the, the courage to do it, you are, you, even if it doesn't work out, you're better off for it. And the reason being is because you've been able to make that decision, because you've been able to take that courage and you know that you can do that again. That's, that's what it comes down to. And uh, yeah, it, it can, it's definitely like, uh, it, it, it can definitely be in a place where it doesn't work out, but you can, you can make it happen again because you've, because you've taken that step mm. is uh, that's the, that's the power in that you got to realize that taking that step was more fulfilling for you even if the thing that you're going for even the reason that you stepped away f- from your tribe for didn't work out for you mm. doesn't matter you're still better off for it too rubber too because right. at the end of the day that's it's only going to lead you closer to where you want to be because you know you can step and it's mm-hmm. like if you if you know exactly what you're getting where you are um and that you can almost like close the book on that chapter and say like this is this is the end of this book i don't see any kind of progress in, mm-hmm. in in this workplace in this like household situation in this family i don't see any kind of progress um either i either i kind of expand myself to to do what we've kind of done which is like you i i kind of but did this thing where i obviously i left home went to london studied learned grew as a person then came back 
and uh, I wanted to kind of impact, like I, I said, like my people. Um, but then either you, either you stay where you are and you end up kind of not being fulfilled or you go and, and kind of you end up just kind of totally pushing away. Either way, you're better off for yourself. Really, at the end of the day, just you end up affecting people around you differently also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, fully. Yeah, yeah. That's... Um... That kind of that kind of made me think actually the whole um, the whole talk of um, because you've done it once before you have it in you to be able to do it again. So it's mm. like because uh, uh, that made me wonder because I've changed careers to do what I do, right? And uh, like there's plenty of people who know me now who don't know that about me because they just look, oh yeah, this Grinda who does you know health and fitness for a living. They never knew that I came from a background of uh, being a tax analyst like some years ago and it just it confused the hell out of people you got it on your face right now as well it just confused you like what tax man (laughs) exactly it's like i never worked for the man i'll I'll make sure everybody knows that i was uh, (laughs) i worked um yeah i worked in um i worked in a holding company and uh you know doing uk tax computations and stuff for all the subsidiaries and and it was uh yeah so i made the change uh, like very long story short made the change and um that's always something that's within me, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I know I can do that. Was um, That's what I was curious about with yours because like we know each other through JITS and like it's been a couple of years now, basically. And, uh, you know, we hit it off, but it's like, okay, I've known you for the last two years, but then there's like the 20, 26 years prior to that, which is like, you know, what's, uh, who's Uma? Like what's, what's gotten to where he is right now? I, I was wondering if this, like if this career that you're doing is, what you thought you were always going to do or if it was you you had you were on a different path like did mm. you go to uni did you uh, how did it how did you end up here um yeah man I, I went i went to uni for about two weeks and i realized <laughs> it wasn't for me i just left <laughs> i didn't go back and uh yeah that was genuinely what it was i, I was so like it was weird but it was weird like you're talking about alignment you're talking about kind of like um being being who you want to be like regardless of the tribe regardless of whatever and i remember like all the kids at my age then were obviously going off to uni and and doing that and uh, i got some good offers to some good unis but i wanted to stay close to home so i ended up going to my local uni which was teesside uni and i remember showing up on yeah i remember showing up on it was near near, near middlesbrough near newcastle and uh, i remember showing up on day one and being like yeah, I don't know about this. Like everybody just seems to be getting drunk and talking about how they want to just go in freshers and stuff. And I was just like, not about that life. I was yeah. not about that life. In the, I was like, where's the gym? Like, where's the yeah. weight room? Like, show me that way. I'll be there. You need me? Come find me there. Yeah, um, yeah that's and yeah, that was it. And like, I remember being like, I know I want to be a personal trainer. I didn't know. I didn't know what it took to be that like we we the people that we kind of look at in the industry now i didn't know what it took to be that but i knew that i wanted to just be in that setting you know i mean i I knew i wanted that part of that life where there was a squat rack wherever i was going to work there would be a squat rack there somewhere you know what i mean like that that, that's that's what i wanted and um yeah just uh, go work at my old tax office man (laughs) i I will work here on the condition there is a squat rack in that office (laughs) (laughs) just mental man Just, anyway. I, I just didn't have yeah i didn't have any other kind of basis in understanding myself but i knew that i knew that one thing pretty well that that was my my to my core that was me you know what i mean like and then when it was when i kind of got here it was like a lot of lectures and a lot of things about just just things i hadn't i had i had not 
I didn't have the, the mental capacity to think about how this related me closer to where I wanted to be. I was like, I can just go direct line and be like, I want to be in the gym. So I'm going to go to the gym. Like that's, <laughs> that's where it's happening. It's not happening in a lab to me. Then it wasn't happening in a lab. It was happening with me being around people being kind of immersed in that kind of world. And I was happy. I was happy. You know, mm. I, I had to fulfill kind of what I needed from my life at that time. So that's what I did. I, I dropped out of uni. Um, and started working part-time at Marks and Spencer's and then just cracked on with my PT qualification. Um, and then just from there, just started to work with, work with like people at the gym. And it was, it was, it was just mates. And then you'd be like, Hey, I'll write your program for you. I'll write this for you. I'll write that for you. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, that, that yeah, uni time is, is, is one of those times where people kind of get pulled one way or the other. And some, I remember some of my mates who, uh, who maybe like seemingly flunked, when it came to like GCSEs or A levels or whatever, um, they're they're some of the most like even in terms of like money in the bank people that are the most successful people that I know right now. It's like oh shit, like you 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 caught, didn't really follow the system, but look at where you are now. You can mm-hmm. definitely provide for your family. You can maybe definitely go on a couple of holidays a year and be totally fine with it. You know what I mean? That that's um, mm-hmm. that's a cool thing to see. And 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 I think in in saying that, what I mean by that is you don't need to follow the the the, the beaten path. You can yeah. have the confidence to go on your own, and really, that that beaten path is always going to be there. I can go uni tomorrow. You know, what I, mean? I can kind of like start the paperwork, and I can turn after when they open again. Uh, I can <laughs> I can figure out how to how to how to walk that line. But um, yeah, there was just there was just something like pulling me this way. Um, so yeah, I just followed it, and then here we are, man. Amazing, Ben. Yeah, uh, when since when did um, from what age did training become a big part of your life? Um, I think it started with with. Uh, uh, going boxing when I was about 16, 15, mm. 16. Yeah. And then the, the gym was above that. So it was just like, okay, get into go, go up there. My dad would always, my dad would always be trading up there. And he was like, he was the guy at the gym who would lift the most weights. That was my dad. Wow. That, that was, that was just that guy. And, uh, dude, it's scary, right? Like I'll, I'll, I'll drop this. Right. So, last year i think yeah last year he competed in kenya's strongest man no um, way yeah compete i've got pictures i'll show you i'll show you yeah and sure. um he at the age of 59 he came i think there was a the field was like 20 odd competitors deep and i think he came eighth at the age of wow. 59 and like <laughs> i remember that so like the he told me afterwards he was like the the announcer was like this is the oldest competitor by about 23 years so what? he's smoking it like everybody else is obviously young and fit and whatever and this is just this, this old guy just being like i don't give a shit give me that squat give me that deadlift. And i think he ended up winning the squat with like a squat of like close to 300 kilos or i think over 300 kilos super strong guy man always been that guy like that's oh. that, like I can't take any credit for this. The, 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 the genetics have been woven for years. You know what I mean? Like someone, someone tells me. I, I had this thought when I was younger. I was like, someone tells me, oh, like you have you have good genetics and you have a good thing. Really, what you're saying is like my ancestors. Like, thank you, yeah, thank exactly. you very much. Like you, you looked after me. You know what I mean? You made you made it so I could be like the way I am and be be okay um yeah man. Bro, so that, that, don't that's... take nothing away from yourself though man you know that <laughs> genes only matter when you express them <laughs> yeah yeah you're right man that's so true that's so, but it's it's funny thing is that I, I look at my parents and I look at my, my dad's like this big hulking figure of a man my mom okay. is everything but that she's like she's <laughs> tiny like five foot nothing and but 
hard as nails and it's like i look at that like if there's ever a time where i'm called on persevering it's like okay like engage mum power like that's that's that that staying power like i'm, I'm just gonna yeah. go through this but when Ain't i have no to kind of like smashes. mom smash <laughs> that's the t-shirt right there mom smash yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's it yeah, it's, it's it's proper interesting man proper interesting the uh what what kind of makes us up yeah what about yourself what 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 did you what was the first uh what was the first kind of training experience that you kind of got into and why did you stick with it oh first training experience that's a good question man um i haven't thought that far back uh hmm i think me and okay if i like trace it right back like mm. my parents did everything in their power so that we could so that we could just like run around <laughs> and just have fun nice. when we were kids nice so um there's a the first thing that comes to my mind is there's a picture in like in the staircase uh, next to the staircase in my parents house of me and sam running down a hill um i think i've got a ball in my hand like a, one of those you know blow up plastic balls oh, yeah yeah, yeah floaties like, yeah, i'm like i'm like five probably three or something and so there's there's always been there's probably always been something there and uh, they just made the effort to when uh whenever we expressed an interest in an activity they just made the effort to take us there i remember like my mom hates the heat is really interesting it's like being indian mm. but just mm. can't handle the heat whereas i'm the opposite i freaking love the heat like give me heat yeah. and and i'm fine you know i'm like i'm in my happy place but it'll be like you know i'm like 11 years old sam's probably like nine years old and then my mates have just got into tennis i don't even know what it is so i go mom can we go play tennis at the <laughs> at the local park and it's just like gravel pit with a freaking net along it and uh, she's like yeah sure so she sits there in the height of the summer in the height of the day <laughs> letting her two kids play with uh, their two friends and i don't even know what tennis is but you know just getting into it and um you're just there with so, your football like play tennis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is this how you do it? Is this how you do it? And uh, it's like well, yeah, 15 love. What are you why stop telling me you love me, man? I don't get it. It's like uh, it was uh and so yeah, so every time we did that and I, like you know, got to like 13, got really into basketball, oh, nice. uh, paying for the school basketball team, making the county finals. I remember actually that was my first experience of physical exhaustion that oh, I remember, shit. which was <laughs> I I grew up I grew up tall quick I was like five nine at twelve or something oh, and uh, and then yeah just like the next two and a bit inches came over the next ten years of my life <laughs> <laughs> that was it I just grew up real fast and I, was, and I basically got me uh, that was used to great effect in year eight where I would play. <laughs> I would play post for basketball nice. so i would basically be the guy who just like couldn't shoot for shit but i'll catch the ball for you and when it's <laughs> yeah. up right but then when you get to the final and you realize holy shit there's dudes who are even bigger than me and i'm only like yeah. 30 how is this possible and <laughs> i pretty much played the whole game and oh, in a hot yeah. environment where the, the court was just um it was like humid and stuff and then i remember coming home and just feeling absolutely fucked like i just couldn't i was like i don't want to move i don't even want to talk Oh, and so that was my first experience of like that kind of thing. So like, you know, doing basketball. Therapy. So we always got involved in whatever sport we just kind of fancied. And we played basketball for a few years for a while. Sam played um, for a few years. And then, you know, football's always been a part of that, especially at secondary school. So just like organized stuff. And then I think 
there's also when we got to about 15, 16, started getting interested in training, I think, mm-hmm. on some level. And I've always had it in me where, like, fundamentally, I always want to do something right. So this is why it's kind of, uh, I get now why I am the way that I am with the training philosophy that I have and what I was doing back then and how it relates mm-hmm. is really funny. Like, uh, everybody would just, like, you know, bench biceps, bench biceps. I was the one dude in the corner just doing calf races. <laughs> so shit. <laughs> what the hell? Like, well, what are you training? What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. It just feels like I should be doing other stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it feels right and I like it. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's doing bench buys, bench buys, bench buys, because that's yeah. what you freaking know when you're like 16, 17 years old. <laughs> and then it was freaking hilarious, man. And then it was just something fundamentally in me, which was there's got there's there's got to be like a, a right way of doing something, yeah. right? And I've got to maybe incorporate the whole body into it. I don't know. And uh, it's just of this weird thing. So uh, that that kind of makes me think of how, uh, like, I guess I am the way that I am now because I've, in some ways, I've always been that way on yeah. some aspects of it. And then uh, yeah, so we were just like always kind of active on some level, but then proper got into lifting at like 19 so i think it was in my second year at uni i came back between my first and second year i trained for three months at home we had like a bench and we just started training and like we'd always have uh, the boys come over and we just like train together and stuff and that's when i went full whack bench buys bench buys <laughs> at like 19 years old and good i came days, back good days. yeah <laughs> man. I came back to came back to uni and then my housemate um who i also knew from the first year was like the fuck happened to you man you just got like jacked in three months so i was like that's what i did i was like really oh thanks man that, that feels good to hear because i've always been naturally skinny oh, and then, no. uh, yeah so it was pretty fun so i think that was it and then yeah i've always kind of like and then yeah so always kind of like had some some level of training going on and then when i finally decided like uh, you know the next five five six years basically went from was training at a gym was doing it to kind of um escape work and Mm. uh, keep myself active and healthy and just really appreciate that and i would always read about it and i would always be like oh okay this is what i gotta do to bulk this is what i gotta do to cut um i'll eat a little bit more here a little bit a little bit less there and then push came to shove and like you know it just realized actually this is what i want to do basically and can i teach to other people i think i can Mm. and then decided to and like there's um yeah there's a whole story there as well but that's basically what it came down to which was um uh, uh, moving into that and then when i finally got into the fitness industry it was like uh oh the kind of way that i've been training i started picking up like uh, innocuous injuries i was like oh i'm supposed to be strong I'm supposed to be healthy and fit why have i hurt myself and then realized that there's there's something that i fundamentally don't understand about how the human body works and then i just kind of went down that path and then just ran with that and then um so and then became more about body training and just understanding function and movement and mobility and just human like movement patterns and and then coming back to incorporating that into proper strength training and um proper movement training proper dynamic movement and function and just basically having total body confidence in movement and uh and health is mm. uh paradigm that I shifted into so that started from like uh, I think it's always basically been at us is like mm. we've always our parents have done a great job of just always like making sure we were active 
and um and then it kind of it's always been there in the background basically yeah and then really made something of it when i decided to move into the industry yeah yeah man. That's, that's really cool that's really cool and definitely a test that having having been kind of like treated by yourself you know your mm. shit man <laughs> you know your <laughs> yeah. shit. when it comes yeah. to like when it comes to it's true bro it's true when it comes to diagnosing things and and like me coming to you and be like oh, i've got a pain in my hip like it's never taken you more than one diagnosis to be like i think it's this like let's try let's try this out let's kind of put your leg here twist this up let's let's see if uh if this gets some kind of feedback and i always leave feeling like oh shit yeah i feel better yeah. I'm, off, I'm off i'm off to go and destroy myself again and i'll be back when I'm, <laughs> when I'm broken again and uh yeah man that's 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 a testament to you kind of that's it's deep you know what i mean it's deep in you you know what i mean you you've had those uh that want and you mm. had it from yourself because you've you've kind of got injured and then you've had to find your own answers and like mm. we tied all back to the conversation like you've had these things you've been aware of you've got to mm. find your answers and you can help somebody else i'm that yeah, yeah. somebody else you know what i mean and um yeah man i think I, I think a lot of people can can listen to that and take a lot of like it's just self-actualization right the the the, 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 the subtext of what you just said there is like i had a problem i liked that this was something that i enjoyed doing so i went and aligned myself with that thing and mm. here we are today like i am yeah. going to sandu and i can fix you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. gotta take responsibility too is um, yeah, yeah, i'll tell you is like that that period that was the awakening of me it was like i was just sleepwalking my way through otherwise mm. and um so it's like it was, I was just kind of, uh, I went to uni, you know, I did, uh, I'm, I'm an economics grad from Kent Uni. And it was just like, I did it because, you know, a mate of mine who was a close friend of mine, he was doing it. And I started thinking, yeah, I could probably do that. And it was like, uh, there's some level of interest there, but it's just not something that I gave too much of a shit about, right? And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, like, came out with a 2-1 and then just did the usual thing of, okay, the next thing to do is probably look for a job in the most uh, secure industry, like accounts, finances, just do the normal, just do the usual thing. And I started doing that and then got a pretty good job, got a job where I had good prospects as well with a good company, worked with a great team of people. Um, they'd looked out for my development and I was there for a good two and a half years. Uh, and I'd worked a couple of years before that in like uh, just building up some accounting experience and stuff. And, uh, but when I was like, you know, basically about a year before, uh, about like, yeah, it was probably like a year before I'd, uh, at the beginning of the year. So it was like end of 2010 is when I resigned from that. And so it was basically at the beginning of 2010 where I started just like becoming a bit anxious and I'd never experienced that before. And uh, mm. it was just like, hmm. What the hell is this feeling? I don't understand it. Started figuring it out. Started looking it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's what it is." Hmm. Why the fuck am I anxious? And like, you know, waking up in the morning and just not feeling like uh, want to go to work, that kind of thing. It's like kind of dreaded to take on the day, and it's not like you know anything's terrible about what I do. Like I said, like all those factors were there for it to be a good, successful career and stuff. But ultimately, when I figured it out, I was like, "Oh shit!" It's because I'm not aligned with what I actually want to do. I haven't thought about my life in the context of what do I actually feel like doing and what's worth doing. And because I wasn't doing that and I was getting this level of anxiety, which I didn't understand. And because I just basically wasn't doing that situational analysis of my life and mm -hmm. where it is, where I want it to be. And I'd never really done that. It was just kind of like moving along. When I finally did it, I realized this is not what I want to be doing. Um, I'm going to go head first 
like jump out the window into personal training basically i just realized i want to do this but i sat on it for like six months i was like do i really want to do this like what's the pros and cons of this you know i have to convince also my parents at the time it's like i want to make sure that they know that this is going to be a good decision for me and then yeah at the end of the year i finally like you know bit the bullet and like one of the scariest things i ever did was like walk into my manager's office at the time and just handed my resignation and because I literally walked in, I took a step back and I was like, no, no, keep walking. <laughs> and I, walked, and I walked in, I was like, look, I had this conversation with you. And uh, yeah, it was a powerful thing to do. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, just, yeah, basically since that moment, just haven't looked back, haven't looked, uh, haven't regretted a single moment of it. And that was, mm. uh, and that was a big, powerful thing to do because, I mean, I could be sitting here nearly pretty much 10 years later and be on a completely different trajectory and mm. i can imagine that anxiety would it would have just it would have just taken over my life yeah it would have been it would have been bad news and that's and that's what i feel is a problem a lot of the times is like we have anxiety because we're not aligning ourselves with uh who we who we want to be and where we want to be so yeah that was um that was that was big that was important that's so true that's so true and i, I said it in the, one of the podcasts earlier podcasts is like depression or like that kind of feeling is like um not living by your values i think mm. that's what it was and um yeah i think a lot of people out there can can attest to that and, and, and like what what you've got there is people would see it as or i in the past i can say bring it back to myself in the past would have seen it like oh i hate like kind of this feeling i hate this feeling but really that feeling is is just opportunity in disguise you know what i mean like mm. that that feeling yes. of like i'm i'm not fulfilled is is 100 percent um what you need to feel to change you know i mean you need to have that um that signal that tells you you're not on course like you're not on course if your life was a a uh a basketball shot or whatever like you need to have that signal to tell you you know what you're not you're not crying you're not really uh you're not going to make it you're not going to make it and how do you feel about that do you feel okay about it do you feel that you're okay about the fact that you're not going to make up on the 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 opportunity of your life to be some kind of success to be some kind of big um event or really you're just gonna kind of go through your days and you'd be miserable you know what i mean like if, if somebody if somebody read you back the story of your life when you finished it and was like um this is what you, you you'll amount to pretty much nothing like you'll earn about 30 30k every year and you'll see your, your bank less than half of that and half of it you'll lose to the tax man and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Like you just, you just feel like pissed off. I mean, no, I, I've got, I've got, I've got a story I want to tell, and um, mm. really, like this, this is, this is how I want to live. It. And that doesn't have to be some kind of grand. You know, I, I don't dream of being Donald Trump. You know what I mean? I just do. I just dream of kind of living my life in a, in a, in a, in a way that can support me and my kind of vision, and then the people around me. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's just as simple as that. And. I think you've got to you've got to pick up on those signals, otherwise we're all at risk of kind of just running through life and, and not being happy at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly, man. completely. Is there's that honesty, honesty with yourself? Basically, mm. it's like uh, it doesn't even have to be for anyone else. Um, it's just, um, yeah, it's just doing it for you, doing it. Mm. It could be for someone else, I guess. I mean, what I'm trying to say is. Uh, whatever that motivating factor is um if you can't if like if you don't do the peterson thing of take responsibility of yourself as if you're someone you're supposed to be caring for mm. then find 
the person you you are caring for or like look at the person you are caring for is okay who do i need to be uh, to be able to care for them better that's yeah such a good point i, I went to my, my mom this week right and she's been talking about she wants to she wants this kitchen and she wants to kind of like change the way our kitchen is and stuff and mm. i just told her i was like look up on like pinterest or like youtube or, or whatever just give get get yourself some ideas of what you want because it will focus me in terms of how i need to go and spend the next year of my life so I'll know mm. that there's this there's this outlay that we have to account for that will be happening. Mm. That I'm I'm happy to work for, and again, the, uh, the, then I can go and align myself with I've got to work X amount of hours, and I've got to put in this many this many shifts at the gym, and I've got to upsell this much, and and just bring uh, that part of my life into alignment with this goal that I've now become aware of. And mm. I think the more the more aware we are of that in the present the more it can kind of like few like push our path our direction right i mean things back to the government thing we talked about earlier like if you if they know that they're all they're going to have an extension on their house i mean we've got to work a little bit harder we've got to do all these things um and upskill in the ways we need to upskill to make that mm-hmm. a, a possibility you know what i mean that that's the that's the thing that people need to uh sh- in my opinion need to understand is that you, yeah We've, we've covered it and covered it <laughs> so yeah. many different avenues right but yeah having that having that goal today to to lead your tomorrow i think is is, is super necessary my end yeah man super necessary yeah. i have that goal it's, um, it's and you just said something and i was about to oh it's just something just came to me and it just left did the is same like thing a, planning the kitchen and youtube and look at look at uh, look up the look up the goal so you can kind of it was, fresh in your mind to like use today as planning for tomorrow and use today i was somewhere. just before that oh man it was just like something okay. came to me and i was just like hey, it just came away it was like literally fleeting but whatever <laughs> but, um it's oh it was just more like uh, uh yeah it was something that you were saying but i think it was just like uh, yeah essentially oh that's it we're saying the same thing is like we're mm-hmm. in different ways because it's just it's actually it's about principles right it's it's uh it's not about um here's one thing for this thing and here's another thing for this thing and here's another thing for this thing it's ultimately it's all down to principles and it's and also it's not when you start to break it down it's not hugely complicated anymore about mm. what uh what it is to to live a good life it's just about putting the reps in as you say man gotta put the reps in too right, man. Too right. I'm just gonna take you next door and plug you in, man, because my back, my my uh, iPad's about to die. Oh no worries, man. You got. To, um, I thought you were gonna show me the board, the the quote board. Ah, the, the board, the quote board. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna unveil that. That that's gonna be. You're gonna tune in next episode to see the quote board. That's that's, uh, <laughs> that's how we're gonna episode. play that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm brown, brown, and big brown. <laughs> quote board. Yeah, there's uh, board brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 the, the board, the whiteboard, sick, man. That's. This is, uh, I don't know if anybody out there like follows Tom Bellew, uh, Impact yep. Theory. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he had a video out this week, which was just talking about like, we've had it, we've had it through this podcast quite a lot, which is like the things you tell yourself, the, the, the questions you ask yourself. And um, if anyone can take anything away from this, right? I think that should be a thing. Like, just like, what questions did you ask yourself today, which keep you in line with who you want to be? And also just mm-hmm. like, who do you want to be? Like if if you if you could pick if you could pick your life if you choose your life, what would you say? Oh, this this is this is cool life. Like that guy that guy did something pretty pretty awesome. That girl did something pretty awesome. I want to be that. You know what I mean? That's uh, yeah. And then just be in line, bro. Be step step to the line. Step to the That's line. It. 
and yeah, express man. it your own and express it your own way, right? And like that. Yeah. So like ask yourself the question because if you ask yourself a question, you have to answer it. <laughs> it's mm. not just making a statement. You've got to ask yourself that open-ended question, or uh, even if it's just a yes/no question, is like that will help you to um, to align. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Should, should we call it there? Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah, man. That was a that was a that was a solid podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah. hope, hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you all enjoyed it. It's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> yeah, man. Do you know what? It's, this definitely sustains me through the entire week. I finished. I finished the podcast. And I'm just like, yeah, I got this. Yeah. I got this. I can do this. Exactly. It was keep, like keep a, fully, man. It's uh, it feels great. I mean, like I've had a weekend of great conversations. I've just felt pumped. It's, it's been great. It's like uh, with uh, Jude yesterday. Yeah. Ju- Juju, if you're listening, we're going to have her on the podcast at one point. She's an interesting cat, bro. Like, um, she was a high-level musician for a long time. Worked what are you in, saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah, worked in the music industry and uh, now is a Pilates coach. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, like, all her life experiences are super interesting as well. She's got um, – I think she's got some interesting stuff to say. And, um, I'm sure she has, man. Yeah, sure she so, has. And, like, some – Exactly, man. Some perspectives as well, which would be, uh, which would be good to explore. So mm. uh, we'll chat there at some point. But um, sure. yeah, and then s- spoke with Sam as well. That was great. And then the boys today, a bit of fight mm. companion. And so it was. Uh, it's been a good That's weekend, the- man. It's been a great, yeah. sustaining weekend, as you say. That's the one, man. We need to we need to expand into that into the fight companion game, man. That's that's something that I've talked about, <laughs> talked about, talked to my cousins about loads. And uh, it's such a funny thing. I don't, I don't know how you get when you watch fights. But uh, it de- I think it depends massively on who's fighting. Mm. Like if, yeah. there's, if there's a Khabib fight on, just yeah. my household, my like cousins, <laughs> it's just it's just like there's tension, like palpable tension in the air. And uh, <laughs> until that first takedown happens, we're just like, oh, thank you, yeah, thank you, just <laughs> get him, take him down, beat the shit out of him. Like that, that's that's yeah. the way this has to go. Um, exactly. When he when he fought McGregor, that was the funniest night where all of us are just like we're up watching it and. Uh, he hits him with a with a with an overhand right in the start of the second round, and I swear mm. we must have woke up the entire street, <laughs> just, <laughs> just like yeah, beating your chest and doing all this and doing. It's like it's like four in the morning, man. What are you guys doing? Shut up! Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously there's just kind of like people that you have less emotional kind of ties to. You're just still watching, just like whoa, shit, this is a crazy fight. But like you say, you were saying earlier about Fergie kind of getting mm. wiped out. That was a but I, th- I, th- I thought I thought that uh, Gaethje fought the perfect fight, man. He did so yeah. well. Yeah, it's like I mean, compared to all you boys, I've got like the least interest in terms of just uh, what's going on in the fight game. But I have okay. such respect for them as not just athletes, but what it takes to mm. be in the octagon. And so when I watch it, it's like I'm getting a bit of an education because I'm asking questions. Like you know, Sam is like, "No, what happened here? What was this?" And then I can understand it from like, you know, movement perspective. I was like, oh, he moves in this way. This guy moves in this way. He does this, this, this. And, but then, yeah, like what, yeah, what Gaethje did was, uh, it was spectacular, man. He had, he's got the highest, uh, so I looked at the stats as well. He's got the highest uh, strike, uh, significant strike rate in the UFC history, but like 50, it's like 55.6% or something. And he landed 72.6% of his significant strikes. On oh, uh, so think about that level. He just fucking tore his body up. It wasn't even mm. just his face; his leg was bleeding as well. Yeah, his shins are bleeding, right? Because it, mm. it was just ridiculous. That was absolutely yeah. unbelievable. But uh, do you know what? It's it's to me, 
um, through training now, I'm starting to see that it's it's such a beneficial thing to go through. I think everybody should learn how to fight. Everybody should learn how to yeah. like put your hands up and defend yourself. Put your hands up and ask questions of somebody with your hands. Ask questions of somebody with your feet. Ask somebody. Ask questions of somebody with your clinch, with your takedown game, yeah. and um, and your jits on the floor. Right. I think it's such a such an important thing for people to go through. Um, just for myself, like having understood that there's so much going on in that little tiny microcosm depending on mm. how you slip your head or how you step out or how you kind of present yourself and how you parry and defend and what's going through your head what's going through their head the the pressure and i'd love to get the analytics on this like we talk about like the neurology behind what's going on like mm. looking at the neurology behind like a like a li offensive lineman or whatever when he's when he's about to take a mm. tackle or somebody like a quarterback throwing up throwing a um um, a touchdown kind of pass but mm. the same thing somebody standing in front of you like with the intention to hit you the same way you're intended to hit them like what the is going on in your head right there like yeah. like I'll, I'll, that would be some kind of primeval like yeah the brain would be going on some ridiculous level but i don't even know what kind of chemicals would be pumped out there like just everything yeah. everything to the max you know what i mean it's exactly uh, super interesting man super interesting yeah yeah fully man it'll be interesting people to study that's why like uh yeah, just Ferguson was just showed what uh, what crazy man he is. Just being able to take mm. all that abuse and just keep walking forward as well. Too right, man. Too right. That, that was that was bonkers. Like, in terms of his body, I don't know what he's made of, man. Like his face. Yeah. What is his What is his forehead made of? Like he took some shots in the first round. Like we just like don't yeah. take any more of those, and he just kept exactly. taking them for another twenty minutes. And he was just like, what the, <laughs> the hell, man? That makes no sense. Bonkers, man. man. Bonkers, exactly. Yeah. Come Wicked, on. bro. Dude, All right. Sick. That was so much fun. Uh, pleasure, as always, man. Definitely, man. You, you got to go and sit in quiet for another like five hours now. Just not talk to anybody. A balance. <laughs> balance. I'm all talked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Come. G, Respect. I will chat to you. I'll chat to you soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Take it easy. Take it easy, man. See you later.